morning, good afternoon, good evening, everyone. It's so good to have you here today. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio. Purpose of this show is to make this world a much better and happier place. And I know that if we all work together, we can and will create a much better and happier planet. Wow, my friends, what an exciting time to be alive, isn't it? All these protests around the world against the um, the about against the police state and tyrannies that's been going on in the United States, Canada, Australia, New Zealand, you name it, around the world, people are standing up to this because people are meant to be free. You know, they're not meant to be chained down. They're not meant to be masked, wearing baby diapers for the rest of their lives. They're not meant to be um, taking a shot program every year with a booster. None of that is garbage. Uh, All of that is garbage. And no one, everyone wants to be free. And we want to live our lives in happiness. And that's what we're supposed to be doing right now. Actually, there was a, in my book, Messages from the Masters, John F. Kennedy talks about that, how um, had he lived Uh, Had he not been assassinated back in 1963, we would be living now in the fifth dimension. We would be exchanging ambassadors with other extraterrestrial civilizations. We would not have any disease or hardship or war on this planet. It would be truly a paradise. And that's what we're supposed to be headed for. President Kennedy tried to institute these changes from the top down back in 19 in the early 60s when he was president of the United States. Of course, he was murdered by the cabal, um, um, and we went off on, the rest is history, basically. The Vietnam War, what a waste of time and money that was uh, for the United States and the world. Um, all the needless suffering that, that went on. The Gulf Wars in the 90s, again, needless suffering, needless wars. We didn't need any of that. George Bush would have never been president. Imagine that. Obama would have never been president. Imagine that. <laughs> All of these, all of these people who are president probably would have ended up in jail. I know that Lyndon Baines Johnson, um, who was one of the people behind President Kennedy's assassination back in the sixties, uh, he was under under investigation in Texas for several murders he'd committed, um, getting his way up to the top of the political chain, and he would have been end up in jail. He would not have been, he would not have stayed as vice president. So we would have had a completely different history. And what's fascinating, what President Kennedy told me in, when I was writing the book, this is this is their messages, by the way, not mine, but his their messages actually, is that um, it is the destiny of this planet to become a beautiful, happy happy place. And, um, and that's what we're headed for. Um, it's, it's interesting, but I, my guides tell me from the other side that this is the seventh civilization on this planet trying to ascend into the higher dimension. Seven civilizations, six before this, this is the seventh civilization. And the supreme being, the creator of all that there is, has given um, this is, this is one of our last chances to, to, to ascend. The planet now is ascending. And we will be in, in, in fourth dimension in about six months, give or take. And then we'll be going into <coughs> fifth dimension in about two and a half years, give or take. And it's just, it's, it's the first time in the history of this universe that a planet like Earth has, has gone, basically we're, we're jumping over a dimension to get to the fifth dimension. We're in third dimension and now, but not for long. We'll go into fourth 4D um, just for a very short time, maybe two years, if that. And then we'll flip into fifth dimension. Once we get into fifth dimension, telepathy will be common. We will eat less. We will become much more a light beings. Uh, we will still, we could still eat physically, but we won't need it to survive because because we'll live off the prana of the universe. Um, the telosians will show themselves eventually. 
the people from the hollow earth. Uh, we will have total full disclosure because the Pleiadians are now in the fifth and sixth dimensions. They will show themselves and walk around us, walk, walk among us. So it's going to be a completely different time. And one of the things I always love to talk about on my show is the is the frequency of love. This is a 528 hertz tuning fork. 528 is the frequency of love. And when you hit this tuning fork with this crystal, you get love everywhere. Isn't that nice? I hope you can hear it. My friends tell me they can't hear it all the time. But anyway, that's the vibration of love and the Schumann residence human frequency of the planet has gone way, way up there. I don't even know what, it, what the exact figure is today, but for many tens of thousands of years, the Schumann residence or the frequency of this planet was at, was at um, 7.8 hertz. Then in September 2016, the, the, the frequency doubled from 7.8 hertz to 13.8 hertz, and it's gone up, up, and away uh, ever since that time. That's why it's feeling so much lighter. And by this fall... The, the energy should be just amazing. Now, what's going to happen as we go into the higher dimensions, all of the negative entities on this planet, like Trudeau will be long gone. Biden will be a memory, whoever Biden is. I think he, I don't, I don't, I think he just exists on a CGI screen right now. But all these negative entities will be completely gone. And um, because they won't be able to handle the, the higher vibrations. It's amazing, isn't it? All the crazy things the negatives are doing right now to try to stop our um, evolution. But that's why it's so important to, um, to think positive and to, to realize that we are, we are ascending right now as we speak. One of the people who I really like is Professor Irvin Laszlo out of Italy and, and Budapest, Hungary. He recently had an Upshift conference where he's written a book called Upshift uh, about creating a beautiful new world base, uh, for the ascension. And I urge everyone to get the book. I think it's just it's just coming out. I think it may come out today, actually. But you can look it up at his um, website, the UrbanLaszloInstitute.com. Um, also, um, every year I have my what I call the Galactic Wisdom Conference. And this year I'll be having, uh, I think it's my ninth annual Galactic Wisdom Conference. It'll be by Zoom. Um, and so that, but uh, we, we usually do it in person, but because of the restrictions still going on, it'll be by Zoom. But it'll, the good thing is that no matter where you are in the world, you'll be able to listen to it. And also, if you miss any parts, you can listen to it for up to six months after the, after the uh, event's over. It's on March 12th and 13th. The website is um uh, galacticwisdomconference.com. And we got some fa fantastic, um, thanks, Don, so much. We have uh, some fantastic speakers who will be presenting uh, during the show, uh, during the, the event, including Professor Jerry Pollack. He's one of the world's most famous water scientists. He discovered that, you know, most people think that water is just like um, liquid, gaseous, and solid when it's ice. But there's a fourth phase of water as well. And it's in between, excuse me. <laughs> Bless me. <laughs> Between solid and liquid. <coughs> anyway, um, little sniffles. Anyway, it's between those two. And he's a famous scientist, a really, really wonderful fellow. I really enjoy him. He'll be on talking about some fantastic subjects during the during the um, uh, during the conference. Michiko Hayashi, who's the who was Dr. Omoto's assistant. 
for a little over 10 years. We'll be there as well, talking about her beautiful Emoto Peace Project. Um, this is what um, one of the little books that they publish, she publishes called The Message from Water. And when you send positive thoughts to, to a glass of water, on the molecular level, you get these beautiful water crystals like this crystal here, Love and Gratitude. Dr. Moto did a very interesting experiment years ago, back in the late 90s. He took a... Um, he took a bottle of radioactive water from a nuclear power plant in Japan. And just for the fun of it, he put, he, he, he took a picture. This is a, this is a crystal that's formed when you write the words love and gratitude on a glass of water on the molecular level. And he took this picture and wrote the words love and gratitude on this bottle of water uh, of, it was radioactive water uh, from this power plant. And guess what happened after 48 hours, after 48 hours, the radiation was completely gone. That's because of a couple of things. And uh, I'm sure Dr. Pollock will be talk talking about this as well next month is, is that um, water has memory. So it retains memory. It also gravitates to the higher vibration. And when there's a higher radiation itself is a very low vibration um, uh, substance in when the, but when the vibrations of the water are right, are, are, are raised, what happens is that the radiation goes away. It can't exist anymore. This is a picture in my book I'll show you here. This is what radioactive water looks like. Um, uh, you can see, it looks like almost like amoebas here. You can see these, this picture here. Well, when you write love and gratitude on a bottle or a glass of radioactive water, after 48 hours, guess what happens, my friends? Radiation's gone, completely gone. And you get these beautiful diamond-shaped crystals on it. Isn't that amazing? Now, how hard would it be to write <clears throat> to write love and gratitude on the uh, radioactive waste tanks at Fukushima? Not very difficult, but in in theory, it should get rid of all the radiation completely in forty eight hours. At Hanford in Eastern Washington, where they produced the atomic bomb back in the uh, early to mid forties, um, th those radioactive waste tanks have been there for for decades. How difficult would it be to write the words love and gratitude and to put a um, love and gratitude crystal to, to just to tape, uh, put a picture of this love and gratitude crystal, water crystal on those radioactive uh, waste tanks. Not very difficult. And it should, according to Dr. Emoto's scientific experiments, within 48 hours, all that radiation should be gone. We could also use Dr. Emoto when he was alive back in 2010, he also went to the Gulf of Mexico and did water prayers there too, to help clean up the Gulf of Mexico. The, 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 the ability to clean up this planet is so simple and, and you don't need to spend trillions of dollars on it. I think a lot of these companies are just making and governments are making it drag out. So they make money off of it, unfortunately, but there's the, the solutions are very simple. Um, but that's the important message of Dr. Moto. And I'm so honored and happy that Mitch Kohayashi will be giving a presentation during the, uh, during the conference next month. Um, in addition, we'll have uh, Emmanuel Eiter. Emmanuel's a wonderful film producer. He's actually, um, he's French, but he lives in Hollywood or in the, in the, um, the Los An in the uh, Santa Barbara area. And he produces spiritual films. I'm in two of his films. One's called The Cure, about uh, healing different conditions through spiritual means. And the second film is on water. The water film will be, should be coming out later this year. It's going to be a really good film. And I'm, I'm so honored to be, to be a part of it. Uh, of course, um, I always love to bring in um, 
people who 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 contact uh, benevolent extraterrestrials. And so, with that in mind, I have P and, and uh, Bard Cullen coming in, um, who from and who will be giving um, a presentation on messages from their friend Larkma, spelled L A A R K M A A. Larkma is a group of Pleiadians entities from the Pleiadian constellation, and it's where we. We, many of us are all from, not everybody, but many of us here on planet Earth, we were seated by the Pleiadians here about 52, uh, many tens of thousands of years ago. And um, they are here and they, they want to help us as much as they can. They exist in the fifth and sixth uh, dimensions. They have a large ship uh, orbiting planet Earth. Um, about it's, it's right above, it's about 10 miles above Mount Shasta in Northern California. That's their base, but they do go many other places around the planet. They have 2.5 million um, ships now now circling the planet, and they're doing several things, including uh, beaming uh, positive vibrations and high energy to the planet so that we help we can wake, we, can wake, we will wake up. And one of the things, this, this is an exciting time right now, that people are waking up. And um, I want to show... Uh, Don, in just a minute, that that uh, that short little video clip, I think it's the first one, uh, 10, 10 a.m. Australia, we're not going to take it. Um, and we're not, we are not going to take it, my friends. And this is a message to the cabal trying to control us. Not going to, not going to work. Um, I'm looking at Trudeau uh, leaving office within, within two weeks. And um, the, this, this, this awakening process among the, Cana- among the Canadian truckers and the Canadian people, I admire them so much. And I, and I want to send everyone to send lots of love and light to them because they're providing the inspiration for the rest of humanity. They've done so much good work in, in waking up the rest of us in the United States and, and uh, Australia, New Zealand, across Europe, all over the world is, is starting to wake up now. And and the amazing thing about the uh, Canadian truckers is that, you know, they didn't rely upon any of their leaders because they're all corrupt. They took it upon themselves. And we are our own saviors, I think. Um, by the way, before I forget, if you'd like to register for the conference next month, um, please go to my website at www.galacticwisdomconference.com. It's just $55 for the whole conference. And you can watch all the videos from the conference for the following six months. So if, you, if you're busy that weekend, the 12th and 13th, and and uh, can't make it? Don't worry. You can always you can always watch the um, you can always watch the um, the videos um, later. I'd like to go ahead and play this um, one little segment. Don, if we could, it's fifty nine seconds long. Um, it's listed as number one in the email I sent you. Australia, we're not going to take it. It's in Canberra. We will be getting a um, live report from Canberra, Australia today from my good friend uh, Amanda, who's there live in australia so she's going to be boots on the ground telling us everything that's been happening in canberra uh, in australia that'll be happening at 3 p.m today um i would have had her on earlier but it's the middle time change between the united states and australia it's it's like when it's day here it's night there and night there it's day here so um i always like to it's it'll be morning there sunday morning she'll be giving the the uh, presentation but i'd like to go ahead and we don if we could play that uh it's very inspiring to see this
anyway, my friends, I wanted to share that with you as inspiration for the rest of the world, too, because uh, Canada is leading the way. And um, it's interesting to see what happened in the last week or so when Trudeau, what a corrupt guy he is. Uh, he brought in these thugs. Um, they were they were mercenaries and some say they were clone soldiers uh, from all over the world. And they literally they, there were reports of people uh, murder, getting murdered by the um, by these mercenary police that uh Trudeau had brought in. And in Australia, we'll be getting more from my friend Amanda this afternoon when she comes on the air. But they've been using, apparently been using what's called L, what's it called? L-A-R-D, radiation uh, weapons on the people. So they're burning and searing their faces and their skin. Um, Long-term consequences of that could be easily cancer, all kinds of stuff. Um, isn't it amazing, ironic in a way, isn't it, that these governments like the Australian and Canadian governments are using um, these radiation weapons to kill their own people, all in the name of these tyrannical health mandates, right? Because the mandates are supposed to be healthy, healthy for you. You know, you're supposed to, um, you're, you're, you're supposed, thanks, Don. Okay. Um, you're, you're supposed to wear these face diapers for your, for your health, and you're supposed to get these shots for your health. So if you don't get it, then the government now is using these radiation beams to give you cancer and kill you. And the police are shooting you in, in, uh, in the instances where the Ottawa, where they were the mercenaries, the thugs uh, that hired by Trudeau are beating people up uh, to the point where some of them are dying. You know, that's because that's good for your health. <laughs> you can tell that that this is, has nothing to do with health, my friends. But uh, people are waking up and we're not going to take it in any longer. Um and people are really waking up. Uh, and I'm so proud of, again, my friends, brothers and sisters in Canada for standing up against this nonsense. And it's it's inspiring people here in the United States as well. You know, there's a trucker convoy right now headed to Washington, D.C. And they're going to be surrounding D.C. in the coming weeks. Um, it's going to be very interesting to see what, what happens, you know. Um, but um, people are waking up and there's no way for them to, to stop to stop this from uh, stop this stop this from happening. Back to my conference. Um, it should be a, a wonderful conference uh, next month. It's on March twelfth and thirteenth. And to register, just go to this website www.galacticwisdomconference.com, and it's just fifty five dollars for the whole conference. And you can watch all the presentations for the next uh, next six months. Um, and I think you you really enjoy it. Um, um, also, we're, we'll be getting a presentation during the conference from Professor Irvin Laszlo, who's one of the world's most famous scientists. Um, his friend, Dr. Uh, Dr. Sagi Maria, uh, a remote healer, remote viewer from uh, Hungary, will be coming on as well. She uses her skills to help heal people. Amazing lady. And uh, Carolyn White will be there. She's my good friend from Olympia, Washington, fantastic aura reader and a chakra coach. Uh, I will be giving a presentation, of course, on on today's beautiful, bright future. And also, I have some some fant- some fantastic news for you. For those of you in Germany, Austria, and Switzerland, uh, I, my book "Messages from the Masters" is being tra- is been translated into German. I'm putting the final touches on it this weekend, sending it off to my publisher in Germany. It will be published here very soon, and I'll let you. I'll be sure to let you know of all the. Uh, publication details uh, when it is for those. And so for those of you who speak German and would like to read my book off Deutsch in German, you'll be able to do that here very, very soon. So anyway, um, by myself, I've been here for 720 lifetimes or 52,000 years. And I've waited a long time for this moment in, in human history um, for the, for the planet 
to to ascend. This was this was the mission that I decided to undertake here a long time ago to come to this planet. And I'm patient. Um, I guess you have to be <laughs> to be here 52,000 years or 720 lifetimes, you know. Um, but um, uh, you know, the Canadians, I really want to admire them for for showing the way. And of course, we've got fa- fabulous people in this country, uh, like uh, Robert F. Kennedy Jr., who's leading the fight now. Um, he's a wonderful, uh, wonderful attorney, and his Children's Health Defense, Defense Fund is a fantastic organization. Um, I would totally, I, I totally urge you to support his wonderful work as well as his wonderful organization. Um, I admire him so much for standing up to tyranny across across the United States and the world and for speaking out for the freedoms of, of humanity. Um, you know, his, um, his, um, his uncle, um, uh, President John F. Kennedy tried to, to, uh, tried to help, uh, humanity ascend back in the sixties. It was stopped short, um, because of the, uh, because he was murdered back then. Um, but, uh, things are, it is our destiny. It is the destiny of this planet to ascend into the higher dimensions. And we're going to do it this time. Many of the souls here, including myself, were present uh, 12,500 years ago when Atlantis destroyed itself. Um, and Atlantis destroyed itself because they tried to control this planet with crystalline and nuclear technology. Of course, it failed. They ended up blowing up much of the planet and then we had to start all over again and i um many of those spirits are back again now and and some of them are making good choices and some of them aren't and um those who aren't making good choices who are negative are leaving the planet that's um and uh people like george bush senior he's left the planet he's gone to a lower third dimensional planet on the other side of this solar system um, where he will work out his karma for the next 25,800 years. That's one Mayan cartoon cycle. It's the time it takes for this planet in this solar system to go around the central sun of this galaxy. Now, 25,800 years, to me, that's a long time. I don't know how you feel, but to me, that seems like a long time. But it was his choice, you know. But um, um, but a, a lot of souls will be going there. Those who don't want to ascend, you know, want to stick with the old days, the old the old ways of doing things will will be going there. And um, but uh, for the rest of us uh, who do want to ascend, this is your opportunity to ascend. And in your day to day lives. I think that what the message I got, people often come to me and they say, well, Ted, how can we make this planet a better place? And I always tell them, do the best you can to try to raise consciousness and and have, have loving and compassion for people who maybe think that you're crazy or out of this world, because eventually the, everybody will get there too. Um, it could, because we are we are all one. We all have that spark of humanity and God within us. And even the the, the misguided souls who are off on the wrong track, you still have to send them lots of love and compassion because um, we are all part of source. We are all part of God. And um, once we realize that, we won't hurt anyone uh, ever again. With all the conflict, we'll, we'll be gone. Um, I interviewed a, a fabulous lady named um, Dr. Uh, Judy Ponesi here last week, and I'm so honored to have um, have her um, as um, she'll be giving a, a to be giving a short presentation at my Galactic Wisdom Conference next month. I also have a, a short segment I'd like to play today. The first segment is about her work at the University of Western Ontario. Um, the Trudeau government tried to force her to, um, to get one of the deadly shots, poison shots, and she refused. And on ethical grounds, she said, it's my body and my life, 
and I should have the the choice, ethical choice, whether or not to take this poison shot or not. And I absolutely agree with her. I first became came familiar with her case here some months ago. And when I saw her video on YouTube, it's just about five minutes long. I said, wow, what a courageous and wonderful, wonderful person, wonderful lady to stand up to this tyranny in, in Canada. She's an inspiration for all of us, like the Canadian truckles are an inspiration for all of us around the world to stand up for our freedoms and, and stand up and, and build a better, a, a better world and a better country for humanity based on love, compassion and, and, and ethics. Um, the Trudeau government, of course, is totally unethical. Um, he, he's, um, he acts like a dictator. He does whatever he wants. But again, I think uh, for my friends in Canada, his time in, in as prime minister is very short, about two weeks. And as soon as he goes, then Joe Biden, the fake president in, um, in the United States, will also be going as well. I don't know why anybody pays attention to him, frankly. He's a total joke. Um, I think Putin was on the phone with him here a day or two ago and Putin said that he was a nothing and he hung up on him after 45 seconds. That's how much people respect Joe Biden uh, abroad. <laughs> so he's, he's, the, he's the best that, that Chinese money can buy, but I'm, I'm not impressed. And neither is most of the world's people. Uh, people all know that uh, Biden's election was a total joke and that President Trump was reelected. But I think the, the truth will come out certainly very, very soon about that. Um, with that, what I'd like to do first off, Don, is to play. If we could play, um, it's number um, number two. If we could play that YouTube clip for about five minutes, uh, then we'll take a short break, and I'll play a pre-recorded interview with uh, Dr. Panessi, and then um, then I'll be coming back after that. Here she is. Here is Julie Panessi, and this message is about mandatory vaccinations. I am a professor of ethics at Huron College at the University of Western Ontario. It's one of the largest universities in Canada. Today, I'm going to teach you a short lesson on the universally accepted ethics of coercing people into medical procedures. I'll be the example. My employer has just mandated that I must get a vaccine for COVID-19. If I want to keep working at my job as a professor, I have to take this vaccine. Here's my conundrum. My school employs me to be an authority on the subject of ethics. I hold a PhD in ethics and ancient philosophy. And I'm here to tell you it's ethically wrong to coerce someone to take a vaccine. If it happens to you, you don't have to do it. If you don't want a COVID vaccine, don't take one. End of discussion. It's your own business. But that is not the approach of the University of Western Ontario, which has suddenly required that I be vaccinated immediately or not report for work. So with the school year beginning in a few days, I am facing imminent dismissal after 20 years on the job because I will not submit to having an experimental vaccine injected into my body. I've had plenty of vaccines in my life, but I've never been forced to take one. It's always been my choice. I don't work in a high-risk environment. I'm not a doctor in an emergency room. I'm a teacher. I'm a university professor. My job is to teach students how to think critically to ask questions that might expose a false argument. Questions like, says who? 
Who is the authority giving this order? Should I trust them with control over my body? As a professor, I don't have to watch the news to find out if the COVID vaccines are safe. I read medical journals and I consult my colleagues who are professors of science and medicine. I've learned from doctors that there are serious questions about how safe these vaccines really are. There are questions about how well they work. Nobody's promising that I won't get COVID or transmit COVID if I get the vaccine. But ultimately, none of that matters to me because I'm a professor of ethics and I'm a Canadian. I'm entitled to make choices about what does and does not enter my body, regardless of my reasons. If I'm allowed back into my university, it's my job to teach my students that this is wrong. I'm hired to teach them that it is ethically wrong to impose an experimental medical procedure as a condition of employment. My first and potentially my last less than a year. Ethics 101. In the spirit of Socrates, who was executed for asking questions, this lesson will consist of only one question. The answer is multiple choice. Please listen carefully. When a person has done the same job to the satisfaction of her employer for 20 years, is it right or is it wrong to suddenly demand that they submit to an unnecessary medical procedure in order to keep their job. In this case, the procedure is an injection of a substance that has not been fully tested for safety. It has not yet been shown to be effective. It is designed to prevent an illness that poses little threat to the employee. The employee is not allowed to ask questions. She may only submit to the procedure or be fired. To my first year students, is this right or is this wrong? I already know the answer. That was amazing, Julie. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Sorry. <laughs> Anyway, my friends, uh, I spoke to uh, Dr. Panessi just a couple days ago, and I've got a, a pre-recorded interview I'd like to play now in just a minute, but she's an amazing woman, again, inspiring others to stand up for their rights, stand up for their bodies, stand up for freedom of choice, and you do have a choice with any of these poison shots. You can either take the shot and die, likely die, or not take the shot and live. It's simple as that because it's not about protecting you from anything. Even Bill Gates, the monster who created this uh, so-called um, um, uh, vaccine, um, admits it's not gonna protect you. That's why they need so-called, you need all these boosters. The boosters will never end. It's an end, never ending cash cow. I know so many people who are dead, disabled or dying from this shot program. I mean, I, we could spend the next, 10 weeks talking about all the people that have been dead and dying from that. Most recently, Robert F. Kennedy uh, Jr. and his Children's Health Defense Fund, I think in the, his most recent newsletter yesterday, talked about um, a five-year-old child um, uh, who um, died within hours after taking one of the shots. 
You can, can you imagine what the parents have, must have felt? And then they realized, oh, my God, CNN didn't tell us the truth. Joe Biden didn't tell us the truth. Pfizer didn't tell us the truth. Our son is dead now, five-year-old son, because of what we trusted them. People are starting to wake up. Um, anyway, go ahead, Don. Yeah, go ahead, my friend. Oh, folks. Yeah, that, you know, you're speaking the truth, folks. This is Don. You know, I, I, I oversee BBS Network, BBS Radio TV, and every friend I have, all my best friends, female and male, and I mean very, very best and closest friends, all of them that took the shot ended up with cancers or in the hospital. Hosts on our network that did that, ended up in the hospital with cancers and neurological problems. Guests the same way. I hear this time in and time out, but I never thought it would affect me personally. But my twin brother, same thing. All his ex-girlfriends, my ex-girlfriends, my very best friends, those who co-own other stations, uh, anyone that I know that has taken the vaccine has either come down with extreme cancer of stomach, brain, colon, lung, liver, you name it. And not only that, but it seems now my family, and I have family in Canada, and uh, they were kind of coerced into taking it, mm-hmm. and now they're in the hospital. And I have a, another uh, a husband who's married to my sister, who's now in the hospital, stage four cancer, spinal cancer. I mean, it's always, I mean, spine, brain, heart, like you name it. Yeah, but right. every single person I know, family, friends, loved ones that mm-hmm. have taken this have complications and problems. Uh, 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 one of my best friends in high school took it. She's dead now. She bragged about it. A lot of people do on their, you know, social networks. And unfortunately, you know, when the pavement, you know, when what, what's that expression? The, the, the road meets the pavement or pavement meets the road. You know, it just doesn't work out the way they had planned. Um, and we see, see this even in the news where people who are bragging about it are crashing right in front of you. So. Gosh, I mean, I I just don't know what's going on here. But you like, you know, this last video has an ethics professor, an ethics professor. And they're telling me, telling her that, you know, she either takes it or is fired. And she was right. Right. An ethics professor doing a great job for 20 years. Right. Well, that when when things like that happen, you really have to stand up and take notice and not only take notice, but you now need to start talking to your friends, your neighbors, your family. You need to sit down your kids. You really do. You can't let this go on because society is going to brainwash them. The news is going to brainwash them. You got to sit them down and you got to have heart to heart talks with them like I do. You got to start sending them constant information every couple of days, telling them to re- review it, then phoning them up and discussing it with them because it's going to take them a while to get over the brainwashing. I know I have four kids. So it takes a while to overcome right. what society is embedded into their mind. But you have to do it. That's step one. 
That's just step one. You, I mean, if you really have a good heart, you're going to go on to step two and step three, which is starting to be an activist, working in your community, start talking with other people you don't know that are strangers, and really taking a stand. That's my opinion. Again, it's opinion, but it's based on a lot of facts and a lot of evidence as to what's been occurring. And, you know, I, I work at a radio network. I hear it all, both sides. I'm not just the bad side, but the pro side, the pro side. Those, the, I mean, I do have uh, hosts and shows that, you know, they promote it and they think it's optimal and nothing's happened to them yet. And they can't believe the stories and so on. So you really got to do your own due diligence. Keep you keep aware on the lookout and um when you come to the conclusion I have, it's time to sit your family down, your friends, your neighbors, your loved ones, and start expanding that circle of influence. Thank you, Ted, for letting me talk. Because this oh, is this has touched me quite severely now, you know. Um, it really has with, with fa- friends and family. It's touched me quite severely. So I wanna wanted to have a little time to say this. So thank well, you, Ted. I love you. Thank oh, thank you. Thank you so much. Don, thank love you to too. your audience. I love your audience. Well, great you. emails, great correspondence. They're very, you know, they're very aware and awake. So I appreciate them and thank you. Well, I want to, I want to tell you too, Don, I want to share this with you that the media is hiding it. Uh, the mass media is. I'll give you a little example. There's a place um, I used to like to go to. It's, it's, uh, it's kind of like a wine club in a little rural town. Um, around uh, where, where I've been living and uh, nice people work very hard, you know, wonderful family. Um, and so I would go in there. Sometimes I do readings um, and the, but there's a little story around Christmas that the owner had to, had to uh, sell the business, stop it after 17 years due to health problems. Well, I looked into it a little bit. Yeah. She had health problems. All right. After she took the second shot from Pfizer and then got, got Guillain Bar disease and totally paralyzed now for the rest of her life, if she lives that long. Um, but they don't mention that in the paper, you know, they don't want to paint a, a bad picture of Pfizer. They just say, cause of health problems, which is always a telltale thing, but that's happening quite a bit nowadays. And you've got to ask that, you know, in the, in the media in the United States and elsewhere in Canada too, I'm sure, and other places around the world, they'll list some famous uh, sportscaster or athlete suddenly dying due to health problems. Uh-huh. 29-year-old tennis player, famous tennis player in England, dropping dead because of health problems. Is it normal for a, a, a man in his 20s, peak of physical health and athlete, to suddenly have a heart attack? Is it normal, as I mentioned before, for a five-year-old boy to take to get a heart attack and die of a of a of a heart attack um, uh, within hours after taking the second shot from Pfizer. I don't think it is, but you know that's what the media does. They gloss it over, um, and um, people. We need to. I think everyone, my friends, people really need to wake up. And the and I have to admire the Canadian truckers for leading the way, and Dr. Panessi for leading the way as well. She's a real inspiration. This, this, um, um, I'm open to all opinions. Um, it's fine if you don't, of course, agree with me, but, um, um, but, um, but you know, that's the freedom of thought. That's what we're supposed to have here is freedom of expression, not just one way. We don't live in a Nazi state as, as, as Biden and, um, 
uh, dictator Trudeau wants to do in Canada, we should have free will to decide what we want it, what we want to do. And uh, the, the following segment is a 25 minute interview I had with Dr. Panessi. And I wanted to play that now. After that, my good friend, Alfred Weber, famous lawyer from Vancouver, Canada, is coming on. He'll be talking about exopolitics. He'll be on right after um, my, this segment. Hello, friends. I have a fantastic guest on today, Dr. Julie Panessi. Is that? Panessi, yeah. Panessi. Okay, wonderful. And you were teaching at the University of, of Western Ontario, as I understand it, ethics for many years, until you ran into an ethical dilemma. Yes. And I'll let you... Say, tell the rest of the story. <laughs> yeah, it's pretty simple. I mean, I've been teaching philosophy, ethics, and ancient philosophy and political philosophy uh, in particular for about 20 years, but at Western, um, about eight years. And um, yes, I taught uh, ethical theory classes, um, history of ethics classes, applied ethics, healthcare ethics, that, that kind of thing. Uh-huh. And um, when they implemented the, uh, their COVID policy, which included masking in the classroom and the vaccine um, requirement, you had to provide proof of COVID vaccination. And I didn't think there was evidence to suggest that either of those things was um, in my best interest. Or to, and to be quite honest, I had concerns about them mandating it for a population of students, staff, and faculty. And I refused to comply and did so in what turned out to be a very public way because I made this little video just explaining what was going on. I had no idea. I mean, people talk about you know, strategize about how to get traction on social media. And it's just about the last thing in the world I'm good at. And I remember, I think it came out on a, recorded it on a Sunday. And I can't remember if we posted it that night or or Monday morning or something. And I I think it was Labor Day. And I wasn't, I was out of town doing family things. And I wasn't even paying attention and came back to people. My phone had blown up because people were saying this thing's getting millions of views. And I remember thinking, (laughs) Why is that? I just I just told the world that I decided not to comply. I mean, it was a very odd, surreal uh, moment and reaction in my mind. Oh my gosh! Well, what's what's happened since then? Uh, you've taught there a long time. Did did they illegally fire you, or what what happened? Yeah, well, I was terminated with cause. Um, both speaking out. Both, I, both, I take it. I mean, I got a termination letter that outlined their their reasons for termination. One of the reasons was failing to comply with the mandate, and um, and then uh, and then they, in the letter, of course, they say, you know, and we gave you multiple opportunities to comply. And of course, my position was it wasn't that I was delinquent. It wasn't that I didn't get around to it. It was a considered judgment and response to to what I took to be uh, an, an unfair and problematic policy. So, um, and then also they they felt that. I was uh, trying to leverage um, some kind of public support or or notoriety or something. To what end? I'm not quite sure. I mean, this is not an era in which speaking out against the narrative really gets you anything positive. It gets you uh, hate mail. It gets you um, name, you know, lots of name calling and things like that. Death threats, literally death threats, including yeah. from academic colleagues. I mean, since when yep. do people with PhDs think that the best way to it, a challenge, you know, to work through our problems is to is to suggest that someone ought to die? I mean, yeah. it's really it's really been a horrendous time. And I spent, I guess, it was a couple of months, uh, really continuing to do what I was doing. So I was doing interviews because by that point, um, you know, it was fairly public, and uh, so I was doing interviews and. Um, 
Then in November, I was hired by the Democracy Fund, which is a civil liberties uh, charitable organization in Canada. And I've been working for them ever since. Oh, fantastic. That is fantastic. That is fantastic. Where do you think this is going to end up? I mean, I don't see Trudeau being in office very much longer, matter of weeks, max. I don't know. You know, it's, um, I mean, to say that he's been guilty of a kind of government outreach and unjustified application of our charter and our laws, I think would be an understatement. However, so, I mean, I think the, the invocation of the Emergencies Act was ridiculous to begin with uh, and, and quite like, likely unlawful. Um, however, when he revoked it, announced that they were going to be revoking it yesterday, there was an, uh, an era of, of celebration among people who felt that he ought not to have invoked it in the first place. And I'm very cautious about that. I don't think, you know, and the speculation is, well, he got wind of the fact that the Senate wasn't going to support him. I say what you will about our prime minister. And trust me, I've got a lot of not so nice things to say about him. I don't think he is unsavvy uh, or unintelligent. I don't think, I think he knew exactly where the Senate stood. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I don't, I don't buy the idea that, oh, he thought he could get away with this sort of unlimited invocation of the Emergencies Act powers. But then the debate in the Senate started going against him. So he thought, well, in order to save face, I'll announce that because mm-hmm. we've reached, you know, we've reached a considered judgment in the Liberal, Liberal Party and we're going to revoke it. I don't think the explanation can be as simple as that. Mm -hmm. Uh, To be honest with you, I think if you look at his pattern of behavior over the last several years, it's typical, um, you know, it's very uh, typical abusive behavior. You know, you get, you get these, you get tensions, you get panic, you get an incident of a kind of abuse. And so the invocation of the Emergencies Act and the kind of police presence and police brutality and the complete extinguishing of the um, protest in Ottawa. I mean, that's the punctuated event of an abuser. And then after that, you know, the abuser typically apologizes or gives some excuse or backs away. And then you get this period of calm where the incident is sort of forgotten and forgiven and there's no abuse that's the Stockholm syndrome. Trying to yeah, create a Stockholm yeah. syndrome. Yeah, that's right. It's a kind of Stockholm so Stockholm syndrome. But during that honeymoon period, the tensions are building again, and uh, and we're really approaching another kind of punctuated uh, event of abuse. And to be honest, I think that um, that's what that was invoking and revoking so quickly. And I've spoken to so many people who feel stunned and and disillusioned, you know, what's going on and just kind of in a haze. And I said that that's very typical of, of what victims feel when they've, when they've abused the fact that our abuser is our leader is our government Mm -hmm. doesn't mean it's impossible for that abuse to happen. It's just happening on a different kind of scale. Right. And when you scale that, um, and there's a lack of intimacy between the abuser and the abused, um, you know, I mean, I, we would need to speak to someone who's, uh, you know, whose area of research this is, mm-hmm. uh, a psychologist or psychiatrist, but uh, a very odd um, collective phenomena occur. My point is, um, 
we've not seen, I don't think we've seen the last of him. I think it's quite possible that there is a geopolitical kind of instability at work, especially uh, given what's going on in the Ukraine. Um, And it's quite possible that there's a kind of non-confidence in this particular person as a leader in Canada. Um, But I don't think we've seen the last of government overreach in our country. And I think we would be doing ourselves a disservice to let our guard down too much. Right, right. This is just a bait and switch thing, you know. I'm concerned. Yeah, Mm -hmm. right, right. Mm -hmm. Well, I've looked at the timelines and I, 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 I see him maximum staying in office maybe two more weeks maybe two, not beyond. I think there's going to be a vote of confidence. The governor general of Canada said that if he reached, reached a million complaints that he would, he would dissolve parliament, um, which I thought was real interesting. I, I, that gentleman should be no problem to reach. <laughs> so, yeah. Takes exactly. some time. But, mm-hmm. um, well, um, and I think that makes it incumbent upon us to, um, it can feel so futile, I think, when you're sending a, a petition signature or a letter to your MP or MPP right. out into the void, right. um, and the vast majority of these go unanswered. And I think especially in our sort of, there our, our culture of silence and our, our culture of cancellation and censorship, it's especially difficult to feel that our voice matters or will be heard. Mm-hmm. Um, but when we receive an explicit invitation like that mm-hmm. uh, you know um i think we've got to try to move through that that inertia you know the um the rates the 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 death rates and disability rates from the shot program the vaccine program here in the united states have skyrocketed and yes and i just saw i just saw some data out of germany uh, from insurance companies over the last couple of days which which is the same thing and then we've seen you know the ceos from the major pharma companies dumping their stocks and Things are afoot. <laughs> yeah, right. Well, there, there's a, there was an insurance company, um, Dr. Panessi, a, a couple of weeks ago that said that the the rate of, of mortality rate for insured from the ages of 18 to 64 prime working years mm-hmm. has risen like 40% since last yes, year. I, mm-hmm. I mean, you can't ignore these figures and the... I agree. I agree. It's very interesting because there's a question about that data and then how it gets interpreted once it gets into the arena of the narrative, right? So I know when that data came out, uh, pro-narrative people said, well, that's why we need to vaccinate against COVID because COVID is responsible for this increased death rate. No, it's the vaccine itself. Which Did did you know that Pfizer and Moderna, Dr. Panassi, put in HIV and AIDS into the uh, vaccine itself? Well, I know that that is one of the, the speculations anyways, and that there is a lot of concern about the long-term autoimmune effects yeah. that these vaccines will have. And so when you hear claims, you know, that um, the vaccines are perfectly face- safe and effective, which is the mantra that's coming Safe and effective. <laughs> well, um, you know, I mean, that's a little bit like, yeah. it's, you're just kind of looking at a slice of, of the pie, right? And you're right. not comprehensive so uh presumably that doesn't mean safe and effective for a decade because we haven't had a decade yet right Right. this is why we have long-term clinical trials right that's right that's right that's right there was a there was there was an interview with an fda commissioner down here in the states about two weeks ago i can't remember his name it was all recorded and the reporter that the fda commissioner dr panessi didn't realize that the recorder was on and he was saying that Pfizer and Moderna pays them hundreds of thousands of dollars personally to hire selected individuals so that they will approve their big pharma vaccines. Mm-hmm. All on t- total corruption, <laughs> all on tape. 
<laughs> you know, it's been, um, I mean, the, I suspect some of the best paid people in the world right now are marketers. These drug companies have been um, genius at marketing these products. And we, um, you know, there's a, there's a, there's a very common uh, concept in marketing called fabricated desires. And you, you know, you, you have to, in order to get people to buy your product, you need to convince them that there's a lacking in their life to begin with, or that something they perceive, they perceive to be a desire is really a need, right? So we see this with uh, luxury vehicles all the time, right? That we think, well, it's kind of nice to have an SUV, but then of course they convince you that, well, if you don't, then you're putting your family at risk and you don't have enough, blah, 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 you know? But I think we're seeing that marketing these these vaccines. This is, um, Mm -hmm. you know, you are um, not only immunocompromised if you don't take them, but you are a non-virtuous, borderline, evil, irresponsible citizen, mm-hmm. right? So before you didn't maybe realize that there was this lacking in your life. And now, of course, you're being convinced that you are. And right. there was just, um, right. I forget his name, but uh, for the Bank of Canada in the last couple of days just came out and was trying to promote digital IDs for everyone. Mm-hmm. Well, it's cl- they clearly had marketers working on that campaign because they say, you know, without digital ID, you're just operating in a digital world with an analog system and you don't want to be, you know, you don't want to be back at the dark ages, do you? So they convince you that without this thing, this digital ID, you are, you're unfashionable, you're out of step, you're not going to be able to compete in the modern world, when in reality, this is a world that is being created for us. That's that's right, the meta universe. Mm -hmm. That's right. That's right. Have you heard about the uh, the black eyed babies being born now, as a result of the uh, the shots? No, not that in particular. Okay, I could send you the video if you want, if you dare to look at it. It's, mm-hmm. it's where babies which are born without pupils, Dr. Panessi, and they have no soul. And they, they, they also are thought to be a, a genetic a mix between human genes and those from the grays, uh, gray aliens, where within two weeks after being born, um, they're already walking and talking. Um, they have a large cranial capacity. They're very intelligent, but they have no chakra system, no love, no compassion, no heart. And the black eyes are from the fact they have no soul. The soul has left the body. They're like biological robots. That's been happening now a lot of places. There's over a thousand cases of them now happening just in the United States from couples who've had babies as a result of being jabbed. I mean, it's like it's like a Rosemary's baby. Um, and then uh, in Turkey, they've come up with instances where uh, children, uh, babies being born, uh, forgive me, I don't want to offend you with these details, but if they get offensive, just tell me to shut up and I will, where the, the babies are half dog and half human, dog tails, and others look like octopuses, like five and six, seven arms and legs. I guess this, according to Pfizer and Moderna, this is, this is what they mean by safe and effective, huh? So you have babies which are not human anymore, that have no heart, that have no compassion, no soul, they have these black eyes where there's 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 no there's nothing inside them anymore. There's just this body. Mm-hmm. I find it quite disturbing, frankly. Media hasn't doesn't cover it, but it is out there. It is happening now. We certainly in Canada, at the very least, have had um, you know an unprecedented number of uh, miscarriages and stillbirths, still stillbirths, especially very late in pregnancy. And we have a number of healthcare professionals trying to speak out about it. And of course, facing 
you know, the loss of licenses and um, all the other things we hear about. So it's really, uh, really, I mean, I think a, a bigger problem at the big problem at the root of all of this is we just have such a crisis. We have an information crisis and an information war, as we've seen. And if you can control the information, then you can really control and manipulate human behavior. And I think one thing I hope that comes out of all of this is that we have a different view of what journalism and the media can do for us, whether or not we should be as reliant on it as we have in the past and how we can put pressure on journalists to be more responsible and more transparent and more honest and follow the data rather than trying to fit that data to fit their narrative. You know? I, um, there was a program started in the United States um, called Operation Mockingbird back just after President Kennedy was, was murdered um, by the Central Intelligence Agency back in the 60s. And that was to co-opt American um, media and world media to use it for the purposes that that the government wanted to. They did that during the Vietnam War to make the Vietnam War, you know, propagandize the Vietnam War, which was a huge mistake. Well, bringing it up to the present now, that program is still alive. And um, they actually tried to recruit me into that program here about a couple of years ago, and I refused. Um, and um, it's, it's um, I, th- that's what they do. They pay off journalists. Um, they offer a lot of money and then they, they try to use them to work in a particular way. Um, but that's what they do. And it's an ongoing, it's still going on. It's going on through many countries in the world. Mm-hmm. So, um, yeah, I, I don't know if I, at least, or if most of us realized prior to this moment in history anyway, just how powerful the media really is. Oh, yeah, right. Uh, you know, no wonder um, the government and pharmaceutical companies want to be able to control oh, that. Sure. Oh, sure. You know, the famous experiment done by uh, Joseph Stalin after World War II, where he took so- 50 Soviet citizens, Dr. Panese, and he told them a lie every day for two months. At the end of two months, 96% of the group believed in the law and wouldn't change their, wouldn't change their mind. He admired it, actually admired Adolf Hitler. And um, today you see the same thing that masks and social distancing and the vaccines are safe and effective, safe and effective. You keep repeating that over and over again. And after a while, most people believe it, unfortunately, until your parents die, your brother dies, your sister dies, your husband dies. And maybe dies, not even then. Hmm? Maybe not even then. Not even then, yeah. Mm-hmm. I think the messaging is so powerful that, well, because we, I, I mentioned that because I think we're seeing this mm-hmm. um, in family, in family and friend groups. We're seeing people with very odd, uh, events that are not explained by some other cause, but right. they they don't want to consider that you know that that the vaccines could be a possible cause, and and I think that's what we ask of a rational person. We don't ask them to jump to the conclusion that it is the vaccine, but we ask that they consider that as a possibility. And when you don't see that consideration, you know that something more uh, insidiously manipulative is is at work. You know. Um, it's it's quite sad. And one thing that's also I think we've noticed lately is that um, when people raise concerns about the vaccines, those concerns are considered to be political, not medical. Mm-hmm. That's right. right. That's right. As yeah. though they couldn't possibly be grounded in science. And until we, I think, allow those questions and concerns to enter into the medical sphere, into the scientific sphere, we're going to continue to have this problem. Because when you... Um, 
in, in ethics, when you're considering whether or not a decision or an action is good, whether it's the best one, you need to consider all harms across all spectra, across all domains of life, right? And I think right now we're only looking at certain kinds of harms. We only consider harms from COVID, not harms from the vaccines, not harms, you know, on children's psychological development from mask wearing, not harms on lockdowns. Uh, I was listening to a, a podcast um, from a a physical health uh, personality in the UK a few days ago, and she was interviewing a mental health expert. And that person was saying that um, basically uh, being shut up in your home, isolated from people has the same health risk as something like smoking. I forget 15 cigarettes a day or something like that. Wow, so my amazing. point is, that, yeah, my point yeah. is that we're not very, we're a bit myopic about what constitutes a harm these days. Mm -hmm. And we're doing a lot of harm in the process of not looking right at the other harms that are, that are transpiring. There was a study done of, of school children in Rhode Island with two test groups. One test group, elementary school kids, Dr. Panesse, didn't have masks at all, nothing. The other mm -hmm. test group did have masks. And the intelligence quota test for the kids by the time sixth or seventh grade rolled around was 20% lower for the ones that had the masks all the time. And mm -hmm. people don't even think about that, but that's happening too. Yeah, and these, um, it's not, I mean, if we lifted all the mask mandates today, it's yeah. not like what's happened to our children over the last two years would magically go away. Right. right. That's true. And what happens in these formative years right. um, lasts for their, their lifetime. So lifetime. I don't think we're right. going to see, right? right. I think, I think right. we're probably going to see some odd psychological effects that are, um, uh, are borderline Asperger autist uh, spectral like disorders because children have not been able to learn in the way they typically do from, from facial cues, from social interaction. And, and, and that's not, I mean, if you, if, if you, if you have someone who's born, um, you know, maybe in the fall of 2019 and they're two and a half now, um, even if the masks lift today, mask mandates lift today, right. I mean, that person has spent the, ma the majority of his or her life living in an abnormal inhuman sort of environment that's right and you wait you watch watch when these kids grow up dr panessi they're going to have you're going to have skyrocketing rates of loneliness despair depression relationship into problems relationship and, problems translated into alcohol and drug abuse probably self-esteem issues self-esteem domestic yeah. violence um i mean these these kids will be permanently affected I think that's the concern, and we yeah. we we've already seen, and we're already in a children's mental health crisis in in the United States, in the UK, in Canada, mm -hmm. um, but we're not organizing the forces to to address that. Nothing, right? nothing. It's all designed to keep us down, stop our ascension, stop us from being happy, breaking up the families, and to feel that it's normal, and we should be grateful. Right. We should be grateful, just like with Trudeau, the Stockholm Syndrome, puts in the Emergency Act, takes it away. Now you should be grateful and bow to my feet, kiss my feet, because I've, sure. I've taken away something that I shouldn't have done anyway. That's right. And a key element to all of this is shame, right? Abusers keep the cycle going because they shame the victim. And we're seeing that in our country. I think we, I, I forget the announcement that was posted on the White House uh, website over Christmas, but it was, if you're not vaccinated, you're going to face a terrible winter of death and destruction or something like that, right? Uh, and our prime minister, you know, he, he divides the vaccinated and the unvaccinated all the time. And 
it's, right. you know, I've, I've always thought as a student of history, and I clearly wasn't a good enough student of history, because I always wondered, you know, how is it that tyrants are able to control a whole people? Right. You know, how is that you have a whole group of people against this one person? But it isn't, is it? The no. tyrant is able to break the people apart, and they fight with each other. And that's, that's where right. you get these great punctuated moments of, of oppression and repression and genocide in history, because they're able to convince people that they hate each other when they don't really. They're able to convince people that they're more different from each other than they really are. And they're able to convince people that your problems are caused by the other person. And I, I didn't realize all of that until I lived it through this moment in history. And I hope that I don't and that, that everyone else never forgets that and that we're better this time around at passing that lesson along to our children. Well, when I saw your video months ago, I was so proud of you. And um, I'm so happy to have you on, on my show today. And this will be shared worldwide. And you, you inspire others like the Canadian truckers have inspired others here in the United States who perhaps have been too complacent. You know, we keep thinking that Trump's going to come back any day. I don't think he is, frankly. I don't know what's going to happen, but we all have to stand up for ourselves now. And maybe that's the spiritual lesson we all need to learn. Mm -hmm. um, because Biden is a fake president. Nobody voted for him. I don't know why anybody ever even pays attention to him because whatever he does is illegal. If, he's, if he didn't have the votes, if he's not the president, then why bother? Why bother listening to him? You know. And yet um, he remains. <laughs> and he remains. That's right. <laughs> well, a, problems for another day, right? We have to <laughs> pick and choose right. which battles we fight each day. I think. That's right. That's right. Well, thank you so much. Oh, it's so good to so good to meet you, and I'm so glad you're standing up for truth and justice. And uh, anything I can do to help you in your efforts, just just let me know. I'm, thank I'm you so much. Support you, and um, thank you for standing up for truth and justice. And I hope you have a a beautiful day, Dr. Pernas. It's so so good to talk to you. Take care. Alrighty. Bye bye. Bye. <laughs> Thanks, Don. I forgot to know I was I was muted. That was Dr. Julie Panessi of the uh, coming to us uh, from Ontario, Canada. I admire her so much for standing up for truth and and justice and in integrity. Um, she and um, I um, I wish her well. You know anything I can do, and I and I really admire. Uh, all the people in Canada now standing up in the United States and around the world standing up to these ridiculous mandates, which don't really serve anyone. In a few minutes time, Alfred Weber, my good friend from Vancouver, Canada, will be will be coming on. And um, before we start, I want to, um, Don, if we could play, um, it's, um, let me see here. It's... Um, it's number, it's, 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 uh, the, the email I sent you is number three. Uh, it's about four minutes or so. It's um, it's 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 it was done a, a week before last on celebrating um, the truckers for bringing freedom to um, to the world and celebrate Canada. And I think it's uh, I played it a few weeks ago. I'd like to play it again now. And then we'll be bringing in Alfred Weber coming to us live from Vancouver, uh, Vancouver, Canada. Um, OK, great. Thank you so much, Don. If we could play that. It's about um, Four, four or five minutes long, and then I'll come back and I'll be bringing on Alfred Weber coming into us live from Vancouver, Canada in just a few minutes. Thank you so much, everyone, for listening and for your support today. How's it going, guys? Part two, how are you doing? It is Wednesday, February the 16th. It's uh, currently uh, 8.30 p.m. 
downtown Ottawa for the Truckers Freedom Convoy 2022. Welcome everybody in the chat. Uh, yeah, I had a little bit of a break. You sit down on the couch, you're like, ah, ah I just don't feel like doing anything for a second. So we're about, uh, about an hour later than I thought, but it's okay. We're here, we're live. I'll flip the camera in a second. We're just, uh, of course, walking towards the uh, start of the convoy there. That was a wonderful uh, first stream. If you missed that, uh, check that out when you get a moment. We did have Pat King. I was talking to Pat King. Uh, closer to the end of the stream, we had Pat King on. And you can see that if you missed that. Uh, check out that stream. And uh, yeah, pretty epic. Having the rest of, uh, no, I didn't drink this whole big can. Having the rest of this monster. A little more energy for you guys. Let me just get into the uh, get into the chat. I can't see anything for uh, for a second here. Yeah, big ups everybody. I see Randy, everybody in the chat. Cheers. I'll flip the camera and we'll start uh, walking. Thank you. All right. Cheers, everybody. Yep, I had a uh, yeah before you ask. Uh, so I've been having a lot of shawarma lately, but. Uh, Tonight I had, uh, yeah, I just made it simple. Just had a sub. Had a teriyaki, uh, um, chicken teriyaki sub, which is pretty good. So that's good enough. Cheers, guys. Cheers. Like, share, subscribe. We've got uh, 280 people in the chat. Give me a thumbs up. Helps with the YouTube algorithm. And, uh, yeah, we'll see what's going on tonight. I do have the umbrella with me. It is supposed to rain, so we're prepared. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. Thanks, guys. Share it out on the platforms. I wonder if... Uh, did anybody see if Pat King was up on stage? Any of the streamers? Did any of the streamers catch him? I imagine he probably would have already uh, went up on stage. But uh, I know he's around. He's around tonight. We'll see if we can uh, say hello to him again. Yep. Salute everybody in the chat. 379 in the chat. Like, share, subscribe. Hit that thumbs up. It helps with the YouTube option. Thanks, guys. Thanks, everybody. Big walk to get to the start. It's a little bit windy, but uh, yeah, just bear with me. Ah, Steve. Steve Angel, how you doing? Thank you. Dennis Rodman needs to uh, meet with Justin Trudeau. <laughs> Dennis Rodman. Oh my God. Yeah, because he met with. Uh... Dennis Absolutely. Thanks. Uh, thanks for that. Uh, thanks for that, Steve. Maybe you can talk some sense into him. <laughs> Freak. Yeah, I forgot about that. Until he mentioned that, that's funny. Yeah. <laughs> Good one. Global FM in the building, cheers. How you doing, Global? Check your channel. 450 in the chat. Like, share, subscribe. We're just getting underway here. 8.35 p.m. Downtown Ottawa. Weather's uh, not too bad. It's pretty uh, 
pretty nice. I don't know if it's two degrees or something. Yep. Watching from Toronto. Cheers, Jay. Yep, I'm from Toronto. Pickering, of course. Chris, how you doing? Let's go again. Thank you. How you doing? KG, yep. Yeah, I had a little bit of a break. Spencer, how you doing? After another day of uh, freedom. Thanks, Jeff. What's your plan when they uh, start using the emergency powers on streamers? Actually, that's Okay, thanks so much, Don. Um, Alfred Weber will be coming on in just a minute anyway from Vancouver, so that's fine. I just wanted to, um, um, yeah, it was very inspirational. We played it a few weeks ago on the show, so it's, it's all right. No, no worries, no worries. Well, this is, this is the accumulation of, of many tens of thousands of evolution. We've been, uh, as I mentioned before in the show, my friends, we've been through this six other times um, on the planet. And now we're getting ready to ascend. Of course, the negatives are trying to stop us. But my uh, good friend, Alfred Weber, is coming, joining us now live from Vancouver, Canada, beautiful Vancouver, Canada. And he's going to give us his perspective on things. He's a fascinating fellow and has a fascinating background. And I'm so glad he could, uh, could join us today. Um, Alfred, are you there, my friend? Uh, yes, I am. Okay. 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 Wonderful. Um, we're going to, uh, Alfred, hold on. There's a, there's a, there's a, there's a, just a short little video at just a few minutes. Sure. I'd like, like to go ahead and play to honor everyone in Canada standing up for freedom right now for the world. Uh, oh, great. Don, why don't you see if you can play that one, if it'll ring through and then we'll bring on Alfred in just a few minutes. Okay. Thanks, Don, so much for playing. Now, that's, that's actually from Canberra, but I'll be having a live report from Canberra, Australia, today at 3 p.m. from my friend Amanda, who is on the ground there with the Freedom Convoy. But anyway, thank you so much, Don, for playing that. I, I, I appreciate it. Well, Alfred, how are you doing today, my friend? It's good to see you. Yeah, great. Great. Thank you. Well, well, you've, uh, you know, uh, asking about your background is is an amazing thing in and in itself because you've done so many fascinating things, and I really admire you for your work, especially in the in in the time travel in the uh, secret government, the hidden government, if you will, um, that's been manipulating. You say a lot of things behind the behind the scenes for for a long, long time, and I don't think I don't know of anyone else who writes on the same subjects that you do. You really do pioneering research and writing on it that no one else 
it's kind of like Star Trek. You go where no one has gone before <laughs> in what's happening around the world. But um, anyway, these are historic times, aren't they? Aren't they, Alfred, with everything going on? Well, you know, to, today what we're going to have is a, is, is a brief PowerPoint introducing the chronogarchy, which is the secret time travel, go- time travel government. Okay. And, and one of the super villains of, of this, of the whole freedom convoy, uh, Justin Trudeau, the prime monster of Camp Nutta. I'm, I'm, I'm using that word because the Canada Corporation, uh, canceled constitutional guarantees without due process. Uh, in violation of the UN Declaration of Rights in all world, <laughs> I mean it just—it's just beyond b- b- belief. Well, Justin Trudeau is a poster boy for the chronogarchy, and on April thirteenth to fifteenth, uh, nineteen seventy-two, um, uh, President Richard N. Nixon, who was the chief executive officer of the uh, DARPA. CIA secret quantum access time travel leadership pre-identification program came up to Ottawa, Canada for a state visit. And as part of that, at a state banquet, uh, said, I'm here to toast the future prime minister of Canada, Justin Trudeau, who then his father, Pierre Elliott Trudeau, Coincidentally, was was to become my my partnership with Claude Giroux on Legal Access Worldwide, our private lawyer. Oh, <laughs> so no. we've been dealing with, with this family for quite a while. Oh my gosh! And oh. and uh, uh, Justin Trudeau was a four month old toddler, and wow. what Nixon was doing, he was leaking to the public that Justin Trudeau had been pre-identified using quantum access technology chronovisors uh, as a future Canadian prime minister who then would be uh, uh, briefed and groomed. So Justin Trudeau has been groomed during his entire life and briefed that he will be a future prime minister and, and therefore he's a tool of the World Economic Forum and the Illuminati and drinks baby blood and Lush and all of that. So that's how we have these reptilian souls, these arconic souls like Justin Trudeau, World Economic Forum. Mm-hmm. All of the leadership has these souls and they're, that's why they have the program of war disease, crime and poverty for we, the 7 billion human souls. Mm-hmm. So uh, I've got a brief PowerPoint just okay. to kind of illustrate some of these points. Quick, quick question, uh, Alfred. I'm always just kind of curious. Um, Mr. Trudeau himself is he? Does he have a human soul, or is he? Is it a reptilian soul, or is it? Uh, yeah, that that's that's a good question. We had Gary Peter Carlson, whose specialty is soul identification. Uh, he has a Draco reptilian soul, very evil. Okay. All right. Okay. Makes sense the way he's been acting. So, yeah. Mm-hmm. 
No, he he is a very evil guy. Mm -hmm. Okay. Okay. Wow. And and the sooner we can get this cadre of leadership, mm -hmm. uh, you'll see in the in the PowerPoint at some point there was a rip in the in this time space fabric of Earth, and a, a cadre of about. Uh, 10 to 20,000 arconic reptilian souls made it into the earth's fabric and into the incarnation cycle. And they have taken over the leadership. And that's why we're under this oppression because they, they recognize each other and they, they're now the presidents and the movers and shakers. I see. Okay. And that's how that conspiracy works. I assume Klaus Schwab is all part of that group as well. Of course. Yeah. Okay. Sure. There was a um, a, 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 a message I got on um, Facebook. It was last week. And it had a poster of the Liberal Party in Canada, uh, Alfred. And it said it, it showed about three dozen Liberal Party members of Parliament who were all directly related to the World Economic Forum. Um, monies on the payroll you know, connections. So, yeah. Yes, yes, right. And, and uh, the uh, inadvertently, through his panicking and inexperience, Justin Trudeau, uh, essentially the World Economic Forum had taken over the Canada apparatus. Hmm. And the Liberal Party was one of the pet projects of the World Economic Forum huh. for this new reset. And so inadvertently, all of that has now come out. Importantly, when, when they uh, activated the, the Emergencies Act for the first time in Canadian history, they canceled the Bill of Rights. Wow. The Canadian Bill of Rights. It's as though the Bill of Rights in, enshrined in the U.S. Constitution Mm -hmm. as though the president said, I'm canceling the first 10, uh, the first 10 amendments, huh. which is the Bill of Rights. I'm canceling it. Well, can, can you imagine that? What would happen in the States? Yeah. And he, and he did that. He canceled the Charter of Rights and Freedoms mm -hmm. and said, and, and, and there's a speech by Trudeau saying, this is a loophole in the law, and I'm doing it. I'm canceling the rights. You know, oh I mean, it's it's like it's it's this monster. You know, sure. he's an absolute monster, mm -hmm. and he blew it. And 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 he and he 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 shut down the bank accounts arbitrarily of all of the protesters of people who had given any monies. Mm -hmm. There was a single mother somewhere in Canada, a single mother who had given $30 and they shut down her bank account. Oh no. You know, it, it, I mean, these stories. And one of the reasons that said, while he, he, he had suddenly had to reverse it, that he was given orders by the World Economic Forum which had taken over the Canadian Banking Association mm -hmm. because the World Economic Forum had targeted the World Canadian Banking Association to be 
the world banking ID so oh. that it would have been that all of us would have gotten these banking IDs where if we would have said something against the world dictatorship, right. they would have cut off our monies. Right. But now he blew their cover because little baby Justin, you know, from his four-month-old poop diapers in <laughs> Ottawa when Richard Nixon came in, Mm-hmm. Blew it through his arrogance and and through his uh, panic. Well, so sense. we can thank him in a way for blowing the whole the whole uh, uh, re- renewal cycle. Wow, amazing, amazing. Well, God will not be mocked. Mm-hmm. 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 There, you know, Christ came to this planet 2,000 years ago, and with Lucifer, all that's true, drew mm-hmm. a line in the sand, ended the Lucifer rebellion. Mm-hmm. It was the paradise son of God. Jesus drew a line in the sand. It stops here. Mm-hmm. And these World Economic Forum people are trying to keep the Lucifer rebellion going. And they are complete, cosmic, insane people. They don't understand what they're dealing with. Right, right. And all that's going to happen is that for extended, extended eternities, they're going to suffer more cosmic insanity mm-hmm. and self-destruction. Mm-hmm. Right. Well, they've, they've dug their own way into this ditch, so. Yeah. Yeah, right, right, right. Well, um I always, um, whenever I see you, um, um, Alfred, I get this nice, this nice calm feeling about oh, you. Oh, that's good. Yeah, I do. Even though you're in, it's a lot of turmoil around the world. I always like seeing you because I always get this calm feeling, and I know that you're safe where you are, wherever you are. You're oh, safe. that's good. Yeah, you're safe. Yeah. So, yeah, yeah. That's great. That's great. Well, I've I've looked at the timelines, Alfred. I'm looking at uh, Trudeau being an office maybe two weeks. I don't know what you're seeing. If Max, yeah, yeah, we don't know because he is the poster boy for the chronogarchy. You see, he was pre uh, uh, uh We have Richard M. Nixon, who was the the first commander in chief of the chronogarchy, came to Ottawa and publicly announced him as a four-year, four-month-old toddler. So <laughs> this was the first public announcement of the chronogarchy worldwide, okay? Wow. Uh-huh. So right. they're all going, ah! You know, so we don't know. We don't know what he's going to be in. In a way, he's turned out to be the chronogarchy's worst nightmare mm. because... He he just walks around making error after error after error. Mm-hmm. And he's like a walking nightmare for the chronogarchy. Hmm. Interesting. Interesting. So we we don't know. I, I mean, it's like all conventional rules are off. Hmm. Wow. So it could be two weeks, we but but we don't know. Yeah, right. They they are in panic. You 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 look at the 
photograph of of the uh, World Economic Forum puppet Christia Freeman. Oh yeah, Fre- the, prim- the deputy Freeland, yeah, the deputy prime minister whose yeah. grandfather was an actual working Nazi inside the Third Reich. Wow! Okay? Wow! Her grandfather was a working Nazi inside the Third Reich. Okay, wow. that's wow. how deep this goes. Wow. Okay. And and she is like a deer in the headlights because she was they they read her the riot act for activating the bank account freezings because that made it public what they were holding back for the bank ID card. Oh, I see. And now and now there are lawsuits going, and now everybody knows, oh, that's what you had stored for us, man. I see. We're, we're ready now. We're, we're going to tear you down. Wow. Well, I guess the banks in Canada lost so much money. Everybody took off. I don't know. They bought Bitcoin, gold, and silver, even transferring it to the U.S. dollar in the States, um, that the banking, the banking um, industry lost so much money because that's what they live on, of course, the deposits. And everybody withdrew the report. I don't know. There was a run on the banks so that uh, uh, Trudeau and Christia's panic and amateurism because Mm-hmm. They're both tin pot dictators, right? You know, uh, uh, ruined the handiwork. Mm-hmm. You know, and, and you can see these frenzied phone calls from the World Economic Forum to them. What are you doing? What are you doing? Cross, cross. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's. You know, if some people weren't heard, it's like it's laughable. It's like yeah, it's right. like one of those Charlie Chaplin comedies from the thirties. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. The great dictator, you know. Mm-hmm. Is is Klaus Schwab a little bit like um, Doctor No um, on one of the Jane Bond films? Oh yeah, <laughs> he's picking up his cat. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, <laughs> you know, it, it, this is. You know, it's it's a borderline black comedy. You know, mm-hmm. wow, wow, wow. I mean, you know, God will not be mocked. If you could explain a little about the chronarchy, would be wonderful, uh, Alfred. Yeah, I, I all, all you need to do is g- oh. give me a. a oh, okay, sorry about that, my screen. friend. There you go. There you go. Okay, now I, I'm going to share screen, and I've okay. got 30 slides. Is that too long, or should I? No, we've we've got. Uh, I've given you extra time today. We go till one o'clock today. Okay. Oh, okay. I'll get right through it. Let me just do a little we, share. We might screen. have more time. I don't know. I have to ask my producer. Yeah. Let me just uh, uh, share screen here. Okay. And I'm just going to, my, for some reason, all of a sudden, when you and I started going, my computer started acting up and I can't get my mouse to move. Okay. So it's moving a little slowly. 
but I'm getting it there, and now I'm getting to the share. Okay, great. And right. now I'm getting, I just have to get the slideshow going. Okay. And then we'll be in good shape. So let me get okay. that going. Okay, so can you see? Yes, the, very well. Okay. Well, there is the chronogarchy. And uh, the, there's two books, companion books, The Chronogarchy and Timelines of the Chronogarchy. Mm-hmm. One is a nonfiction treatise, The Chronogarchy, and the other is a novel, multidimensional novel, Timelines, and you can get them at omniversity.us at universebooks.com. Okay, so, okay, that's just a bit about me. Uh, Okay. And uh, here we go. The chronogarchy. Chronogarchy means it's a neologism, meaning those who rule through time. Hmm. They use it, you know, we're on a planet in space so that most people think, oh, we're going to be ruled from people from outer space. Well, the chronogarchy is those who rule through the dimension of time. We're in a time-space hologram. Interesting. And uh, here we have, these are the two books. Oh, great. Okay. This is, uh, and this went on sale uh, uh, as a soft cover and as an ebook uh, just yesterday. Okay. On Amazon, time... Uh, Timelines of the Chronogarchy. Right. Many heroes on different organic timelines expose the AI artificial timeline and consign the Chronogarchy, a secret time travel interdimensional government manipulating human events, human history, and the interlife to an AI artificial intelligence timeline where it can no longer harm humanity, the universe, and the omniverse. Mm-hmm. So it's a 2021 NaNoWriMo award winner and is accessible at universebooks.com and omniversity.us and Amazon. Mm-hmm. And then we have the Chronogarchy, which is a nonfiction treatise. The Chronogarchy is how interdimensional quantum access time travel manipulates human events, human history, and the interlife. So you can get that on Amazon as well. Oh, that went over. Now, here is an actual photograph. And that is the Josephine pho- photograph uh, of uh, taken by Civil War photographer Matthew Brady of U.S. chrononaut Andrew D. Bishago. He's the child in the foreground as he time traveled, teleported to U.S. President Abraham Lincoln's Gettysburg Address on November 19th, 1863. That's amazing, Alfred. Yeah. That's amazing. I remember Andy talking about that. And then I heard about the picture, but I think this is one of the first times. So he's in the middle, and people have to remember that Andy Bashago um is is was is living i mean i talked to him here a couple months ago uh he's living now in this time period but he went right. back to that time period um through this um uh time travel program 
um, that's just totally amazing. Just amazing. Wow. Yeah. Yeah. He went back by a plasma confinement chamber uh-huh. invented by Dr. Sterling Colgate of the U.S. Uh-huh. Secret Quantum Access Program uh-huh. under the sponsorship of the chronogarchy. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Fascinating. So that's that's one of the proof positives of the chronogarchy. Wow. If you go to Netflix or one of these other platforms right. and and go to the search engine and say time travel movies, right. it's one of the more popular genres. Hmm. And this will be like a classic scene from a time travel movie. Interesting. Interesting. Wow. Wow. All, all the time travel movies, you know, like they used to have or they still have like science fiction movies you know they came from outer space right right well now the current genre is they took us over from time (laughs) (laughs) isn't there a cosmic law alfred that when the negatives go back in time okay they can't make any major changes they can make minor changes but they can't is that true they can't make major changes or what do you know what the cosmic laws are, are regarding that you know, it's a mixed bag because the Lucifer Rebellion was on on Earth for 250,000 years in this quadrant of the universe, and it made things very miserable. Right, right. Okay. So it's it's mixed. I mean, it's very complex to get into that, mm-hmm. but time is very affected by interdimensional factors uh-huh. and spirituality is an interdimensional factor uh-huh. and when you have a negative interdimensional force like a major spiritual uh negative force like a lucifer a fallen angel things like that they can impact time over eons oh wow okay so it's Anyway, I, I'm just saying that it's a it's a complex thing. It's not that easy. Right. Okay. All right. Okay. So I'm just going to forge forward here. Right. Okay. A concise definition of the chronogarchy. Whoops. Oh, let me go here. China bans time travel. China's official state administration, radio, film, and television issue a warning and denunciation of time travel in 2011, concerned that such stories, quote, interfere with history, casually made up myths, have monstrous and weird plots, use absurd tactics, and even promote feudalism, superstition, fatalism, and reincarnation. Mm. Just when you thought that Chinese censors couldn't get any more sensitive, the authorities here have decided to ban time travel from all television programs. Wow. It's a long thing. My theory is, is that that's because Chinese intelligence has penetrated the chronogarchy's secret time travel program. I see. Interesting. So it's the CCP then in, in, inserting their own agents in the in time travel program to skewer the history to their benefit? Well, I think that the the CCP has co-opted 
a major Western time travel asset, and that's Joseph Robinette Biden. Oh, I see. Okay. Okay. Well, he's the best that Chinese money can buy, right? Yeah. And and he was pre-identified uh, as a future U.S. president in 1971. Brief then has been groomed, and his whole career he's been groomed to be a U.S. president. And wow. all of his moves since then has been to U.S. president. By the time he got there, he was a Chinese agent. Mm-hmm. Hmm. Interesting. So that's that's why you can be controlled from time. You see what I'm saying? Yeah. It's not from space. It's from time that the threat comes. Interesting. So that's what China did. They, they, they took over the U.S. from the inside by penetrating the U.S. secret time travel program and taking over the president. It's not going to work, is it? I mean... I mean, it is working. It is working now. Okay. Hmm. Look what they've done with the pandemic. I see. Yeah, that's true. It's worked incredibly. Yeah, right. Mm-hmm. Hmm. I mean, I think that uh, in Canada, I think the figures are 85% of the Canadian population has taken the jab, which is a, bio, a Chinese bioweapon. Right, Chinese, uh, 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 you know, deep state bioweapon, right, and comparable figures in, in, in the U.S. Right, right, and they've destroyed the, the economies, they, they destroyed the will, they destroyed the souls, they destroyed the, 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 the humanity of, of their major adversaries, and they destroyed major democracies. There's nothing left, they shredded these societies, right. Right. I heard that in Australia about a year ago, Alfred, I don't know if you've know if you heard about this, but I heard that their naval forces have decreased by 25% and their chief of defense, minister of defense, the head of defense for Australia died about a year ago from the Pfizer shot. Uh, there we go. <laughs> Bioweapon. Right. Bioweapon. Mm-hmm. Right, right. Well, simple, simple, simple. Mm-hmm. And that the military in China is not taking it all. They're not taking it at all. It's just so simple. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And all you had to do was co-opt the president. Right. right. Who issued the order. Mm-hmm. And that was Donald Trump, by the way. Really? Wow. Okay. Donald Trump, Operation Warp Speed. He ordered that they all have it. Oh, that's right. He did, didn't he? Yeah, that's that's the fancy pants. That's 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 the double dance. That's simultaneously he 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 is the traitor and the patriot. Interesting. Wow. Wow. Think about it. What better reptilian do you have? Interesting. Barry Peter Carlson says that so uh, Trump has a reptilian soul. But he's not a Draco. He's he's a lizard. So he's more of a chameleon. I see. Interesting. Interesting. But think about it. He's both the traitor and the patriot. <laughs> Would be patriot. Interesting. 
I don't know. Okay. Well, help us. Yeah. Yeah. Here we go. So here's a concise definition of the chronogarchy. Okay. Ananda Bosman. So the chronogarchy, as you're exploring it, I understand are magicians. They're people who think they know the mysteries of the ages, of the mystery technologies, and who want to be able to separate <laughs> off the game board of this planet, hijack it from a source of modulation from other types of game board players and make a new universe. I think they've tried making the new universe numerous times in Pine Gap, Australia. And so the idea was, if you can stabilize the new universe, and it's within our universe, but yet has a vacuum seal, except if you open the vacuum seal small pockets, that you can take from this universe into the new universe and start generating something they think is separate from God. I see. But, but when all is God, that's not possible. True. Okay. Interesting. All right. So that's, you know, that's what's behind the World Economic Forum. They really want to be God. It's the AI. It's the okay. invading AI. Interesting. Okay. Now, the chronogarchy, you'll, you'll have to, uh, I just want to keep track of time here. Okay, it's it's noon, so I've got I've still got time. Uh, Chandler Saratoga Ocean, and the award-winning novel Timelines of the Chronogarchy converge on the same message: warning, the timeline split is visible now. Prepare yourself. The split between the organic timeline of divine Earth and the AI artificial timeline has reached. A critical mass in 2022, the year of publication of the Chronogarchy book. Okay, an early chapter of Alfred Lemuel Weber's 2022 novel, Timeline of the Chronogarchy, mm-hmm. starts out this way. Let's start with the year 2022, the year of the publication of the Chronogarchy book. Fundamentally, that was the year when the two timelines started visibly separating on the time-space hologram that we know on Earth. The two timelines reached critical mass and separated as Earth timeline zero, the base timeline we would know as Earth timeline and timeline one, the AI artificial timeline, intelligence timeline. Organic Earth timeline zero is the timeline that existed in this period of history, starting with the discovery of the universes by Sumerian astronomers in 3500 BC, the discovery of the multiverse about 1895 by William James, and following through to the publication of exopolitics. Exopolitics articulated on Earth once again that the Earth exists in a highly populated and organized universe. That's from this not novel. So the concept is that in the novel, the timeline, the timeline starts splitting between the organic Earth timeline, the divine timeline and the AI timeline in 2022. Okay. That's the year of the publication of the Chronogarchy book. 
But now, two or three weeks ago, Chandler Saratoga Oshi comes out and says, wait, urgent. The timeline on Earth is splitting. That's the biggest danger that we have. So this novel turns out to be prophetic. Huh. Interesting. Wow. Yeah. Fascinating. Yeah. You know, you know what Dolores Cannon said um, in, her, in her book, um, Keepers of the Garden, um, years ago. She said that the grays, some of the grays were us from the future. Right. And then I didn't know what that meant until last year with, with, the, with, the, with the JAB program. And then Werner von Braun um, made a similar comment um, in 1947. He was with some American generals testing these uh, German V-2 rockets, uh, Alfred, uh, in, the, in the sands of New Mexico, White Sands Testing Range. And suddenly a gray UFO showed up, landed on right in front of the, them and these generals, and then it took off. And the generals asked, um, asked Werner von Braun what that was. He said that they were us from the future. Wow. And interesting. And I said, and I finally knew what, 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 what he was talking about um, with, with the shot program. Because some of the people taking the shots now will become those AI entities in the future, the short grays, the tall grays, whatever. So. Exactly. So they go off on the AI timeline. Right. They go off on the AI timeline and they're no longer human. At least no longer fully human at any rate. Right. Okay. Interesting. Okay. Yeah. Well. And that's from the novel. And the novel is now just uh, uh, available in soft cover. It just went on sale in soft cover yesterday. Okay. Great. Great. Okay, so this is what U.S. chronomant Andrew de Bishago says, A Brief History of Time Travel. Uh, Ultimately, I'm sharing the truth with the American people rather than relent or participate in the historical cover-up because I want to serve the truth more eagerly than I just simply want to serve and be elected president. Right. He ran on a platform of disclosing the fact that uh, since 1971, uh, all the U.S. presidents have been pre-identified and that U.S. elections are a charade. U.S. presidential elections are a charade. Okay. Interesting. What is the chronogarchy? The chronogarchy is an interdimensional hidden power structure monitoring the time-space of Earth as its domain of influence, operating as a secret government using quantum access time travel technologies to carry out its operations and mandates. In the third density of Earth's time-space dimensional hologram, the chronogarchy develops and deploys a variety of quantum access time travel technologies to carry out its elaborate, long-range past, present, and future-based construction and manipulation of an artificial time-based meme legend within which to entrap and enslave humanity and human souls. The chronogarchy is an interdimensional alliance dedicated to the oppression of the community of human souls and includes A, factions and human institutions such as religions, governments, military intelligence agencies, bloodlines, families, monarchies, media, 
medical pharma, as well as B, arconic spiritual entities, including fallen angels, demonic entities, exophenotypes, hostile to the community of human souls, such as the Draco reptilians and Orion greys, and C, sentient AI, artificial intelligence. So that's kind of a definition of the interdimensional Interesting. power okay. entity known as the wow. Okay. Wow. U.S. Presidents George H.W. Bush, George W. Bush, Bill Clinton, Barack Obama, Donald J. Trump, and Joseph Robinette Biden were pre-identified, briefed, and groomed by the Chronogarchy Secret Presidential Time Travel Pre-Identification Program. Uh, and the Chronogarchy's ability to control events in human history and even key aspects of human interlife reincarnation cycle, they control aspects of the reincarnation cycle to the unwary is a function of Earth's current status as a third density time-space planet in a troubled solar system and galaxy filled with interspecies uh, exopolitical warfare. Mm -hmm. Uh, The documentary and witness evidence of the Chronogarchy book demonstrates, more probably than not, that the Chronogarchy exists one working hypothesis of, about the chronogarchy is that the chronogarchy fulfills the definition of evil in our sol- solar system, having started on Earth, Earth's moon, and Mars. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Uh, and that is that the matrix might be part of an historic Lucifer rebellion in our quadrant of the universe in coordination with negative extraterrestrials such as the Draco reptilians. Mm -hmm. So that's how evil started in our, in our quadrant. Interesting. Okay. And uh, it's used. uh, The chronogarchy has uh, through the instrumentality of the U S government has had Tesla based quantum access time travel technology since at least 1971. And which has been weaponized. Uh, for the basis of uh, sequestration and time loops of secret military installations, such as the U.S. secret bases on Mars, political control of the human population, political surveillance, and attempted imposition of a catastrophic timeline on humanity by withholding or manipulating information about human events. Mm -hmm. And uh, whistleblowers have come forward now and that's why why we know about it and one of the whistleblowers is uh mars colony eyewitness michael ralph who spent 20 years as a permanent member uh on mars he went there and uh uh was uh uh spent 20 years on mars and then he was sent back to Earth in 1996 and age regressed 20 years. So he was age regressed back to 1976, the years he was sent to Mars. Interesting. And then, then he lived out to 1982. Mm-hmm. And it's clear that uh, U.S. time travel was principally used to hide the presence of U.S. military installations on Mars for the public. 
so the installations remain accessible only to time scientists of the US DOD and uh, only individuals with access to secret time or science records or technology could prove the existence of the secret time huh. base. And the other, uh, Andrew D. Bashago is a former participant in DARPA, Project Pegasus, that developed Tesla-based quantum teleportation and time travel. Uh, according to Bashago, the, the U.S. government already had fully operational teleportation in 1967-68. Between 69 and 72, as a child participant, he viewed both past and future events through a device known as a chronovisor and uh, went back and forth across the U.S. Uh, via Tesla-based teleporters. And a, a chronovisor is a device that uses a screen to locate scenes from the past or future developed by two Vatican scientists in conjunction with Enrico Fermi and refined by DARPA scientists. Hmm. Um, and this is um, uh, Michelle Gibson and Gary Peter Carlson. And their hypothesis is that there was a rip in uh, the uh, Earth's uh, uh, time-space uh, hologram and uh, draconian or iconic souls came in around the 1740s uh, corresponding to the Rothschilds. And that's uh, about 10 to 20,000 souls came in. And that's when this whole iconic uh, entity came in that uh, constitutes the the modern period. I like Len Caston's work. He does good work. Yeah. Yeah. And, uh, uh, here we have the affidavit of Andrew D. Bishago as given to the Vancouver 9-11 Tribunal. I was one of the ju- tribunal judges along with uh, Tribunal Judge Connie Fogel. Right. And that is that uh, Andrew D. Bishago uh, was an eyewitness to the U.S. government having prior knowledge in 1971, 30 years in advance of the events of 9-11. And it was an inside job with a 30-year planning horizon. Mm -hmm. And that there are eight different types of time travel technology. Uh, And uh, uh, he gives all of, this is essentially a, an affidavit that just uh, exposes the technical aspects mm-hmm. of quantum access mm-hmm. that the chronogarchy contracts the U.S. government to do. Uh-huh. Uh, so uh, here's a, a photograph of the U.S. chronogarchy presidents, except Jimmy Carter there. He was identified by the by the chronogarchy through my book, apparently Exopolitics, which was take my my book Exopolitics, 
was, according to eyewitness Andrew D. Bishago in 1971, who saw it in 1971, it was time traveled by the chronogarchy from uh, 2005 when it was published. Uh-huh. They actually brought it physically back to 1971, where it was in the DARPA offices, and Andrew Bishago saw it then, there as a chrononaut. In 1971. So I've been under uh, time travel surveillance since at least 1971. And they, I met I, I met with the DARPA chronogarchy team in 1971 under false pretenses. They uh, invited me to give a lecture under false pretenses and I met with about 50 of them. You told me that story. I remember. Yeah. yeah. Right. Yeah. yeah. And that that's a picture of Donald Trump right. and Joseph Robinette Biden and Barack Obama. And all three of them were pre-identified huh. and briefed in 1971. So all of that is charade. They're all politicians and they're all going through a charade. It's all yeah. bullshit. Huh. That's a, that is a war crime and a crime against humanity. Okay. Under the International Criminal Code statute. Okay. okay. It is. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. And these and these people belong in prison. Mm-hmm. Okay. Objectively. Mm-hmm. Okay. Okay, so uh this is just a summary uh that that documents that Joseph Robinette Biden made these grooming trips while he was being groomed to be president before he was president. Right. Okay. Et cetera. And this is more about my meeting with uh, DARPA and uh, more about the Mars Truth Campaign the Mars Truth campaign is to deconstruct the Mars cover-up and educate humanity and its institutions about life on Mars. Mm-hmm. Mars relations are crucial as a test case for normalizations of relations between our human society on Earth and our planet cultures. And uh, we're opting for a Mars protection treaty. There are about, according to informed sources, there are about a million Mars humans, there are genetic cousins that live in underground bases on Mars. Really? Wow. Yeah. Okay. Wow. They're the survivors of the uh, reptilian human nuclear war that destroyed the planet uh, Tiamat, Uh which is now the uh, uh, asteroid belt. Uh Uh-huh. And... uh, uh, so, uh, the chronogarchy had full knowledge, future knowledge of the pandemic, and, uh, uh, instituted it, uh, because its plans were to attempt to reduce the human population to 1 billion or even 500,000, which is what the Georgia Guidestones say. Right, right. And have right. humans as a servant class. Right. 
Exactly. And uh, so this is our our tribunal, which issued a an indictment in uh, November of 2020. We issued a 108 page indictment and a judgment against them. And uh, here are strategies which U.S. Chrononaut Andrew Bashago and myself ha- ha- have issued for the reformation of time space. <laughs> you know how, how you regulate the use of outer space. Well, this is the reformation of time space. And uh, uh, so the president should reveal time advantaging technologies, should declassify and reveal the technologies in America's time travel arsenal. Mm-hmm. Uh, the president should have living presidents admit that they were given foreknowledge of their destinies. They should establish a permanent truth process and uh, transmission, transition the CIA to open source intelligence. And uh, here are public international laws should reveal life advantaging technologies kept secretly by governments and corporations. Right. Public international law should declassify and reveal technologies in time travel arsenals of governments. Public international law should require disclosure by the chronogarchy of, of, of its uh, pre-identifying leaders. And public international law should establish a permanent truth process regarding time travel and uh, uh, and so anyway, the, those are the books. And that's it. That's the chronogarchy. Well, so uh, uh, there we go. I have to ask you, Alfred, how much yeah. does, well, I mean, we're supposed to have free will, aren't we here? From the creator, the supreme being, or whoever yeah. it is, whatever it is that created everything that there is, the God yeah. of God. Um, and, um, but how much free will do we actually have if, you have negative elements uh, manipulating our time, uh, uh, manipulating our future, pre, preordaining pre these these individuals as our future leaders. Um, I don't know. I, I was that I've always kind of curious about that question. I'm sure you've thought about it. Yeah, yeah, sure. You see, uh, according to the model of the omniverse, and you can. This is set out. I've written three books on the omniverse, and and you can get these at omniversity.us or on Amazon. Okay. But um, the omniverse, you got universe, multiverse, and omniverse. Right. And um, uh, the universes are actually created as machines for soul development Mm. so that we human souls that are based in the spiritual dimensions of the omniverse then incarnate in the universes uh, as a diversity of creatures, including humans on earth uh, for soul development. We have more lives for soul development and it's actually a prized incarnation to incarnate on places like earth, Mm. which is really tough because then 
you've got these evil forces testing you all the time. That's and true. it's a test of your free will. And so it's a test of free will. And so you graduate, mm-hmm. you graduate with a, a highly developed free will. Oh, so, okay. so that is, that is kind of, uh, uh, you know, it's not just free will. Free will is like a muscle. You know, you've got to test it. Oh, okay. And and so the purpose of our incarnation is to develop free will, mm-hmm. which is a moral. Free will is a moral will. We, we have to make moral judgments. Interesting. Okay. All right. Well, I guess that makes sense. Yeah, that makes sense. Curious. Okay. All right. And if we make the wrong choices, I guess wrong is a relative term, isn't it? Yeah, if we, you know, the, uh, so this trial and error, let's say we end up making, well, then, you know, we stumble and then there's karma and then we, you know. Mm -hmm. Right. But uh, the universes are machines for soul development. Interesting. And so we, we now have a an institution called Omniversity. Okay. It's a, it, an evolution of the university. Universities are now gatekeeping all this multidimensional information. Mm-hmm. And you can go to omniversity.us and you'll find a lot of this knowledge. And in a couple of months from now, we'll have omniversity.info with a lot of courses and classes. Mm-hmm. Fascinating, fascinating. And you you told me the other day, Alfred, when we spoke, that the, the the term university was created when people realized there was a universe out there to to learn the knowledge. So it was called a university. Yeah. What you're making a distinction, important distinction between university, which which assumes that there's a universe, to omniverse, which are, are many different realities, many different universes, if you will, it incorporates more than just one universe. Is that fair? Yes, yes, right. And 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 what the omniverse incorporates is the spiritual dimensions and the multidimensionality and the spiritual dimensions of the afterlife, the intelligent civilization of souls, spiritual beings, source, exopolitics, exosciences, sci sciences, spiritual sciences, and the universities are gatekeeping yeah. all of that. So we had to found an entirely new institution, an omniversity, mm-hmm. because universities are chartered just to study universes of time, energy, space, and matter. And they refuse to. I've been you know, trying to get these courses into universities and they won't, they, they won't change. They, they're still with the old canon of science. If it's, you know, they will not recognize spirit. So that's why we, we, we had to found the omniversity. I see. Well, let's, let's say a local a university there. They're probably, it's, um, they want to, guard the lie in other words they've gotten phds in the old system yeah and they want to be open to the new system so right. they jealously go but they're eventually their hands going to be forced isn't it this is a time of truth that things are going to come out 
they won't be able to hide it any longer. Um, it's well, possibly yes. I mean, there's an argument yes and an argument no. But we did the analysis and said they're actually chartered to study the old scientific canon. I see. And we have a new scientific canon, which is the omniverse. So let's form an omniversity. Let's just cut to the chase. Okay. And not waste any more time with them. Mm-hmm. It's kind of the, the argument of the splitting of the timelines. True. The, the universities are going to go off on the old timeline. Right. Right. Did, did they treat you like you're crazy or were they open to it? Or th- were they saying that we agree with you, but we can't do it because jeopardize my, our funding and everything else? You know, they, because, because Vancouver is kind of a small, you know, they, 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 they treat you like you're just, you know, go away. (laughs) You know know what I mean? Yeah. Right. 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 You know, it's just, and, and it's, you know, after a while, it's just demeaning and it's a waste of time. Mm-hmm. So you can't spend any more time with that. You've got to go with reality. Mm-hmm. So that's why we founded a new institution, the Omniversity, to deal with multidimensional uh, science. Right, right, right. Okay. Okay. Well, good for you, Alfred. That's wonderful. Yeah. And people can go to the website www.omniversity is that right dot com yeah. uh, it's dot omniversity dot us oh omniversity dot us okay yeah no the, the owner of omniversity dot com he's such a profiteer that he put it up for sale for one hundred and fifty thousand dollars two weeks ago what can you imagine that it in the wild, wild web, somebody went out and and registered, you know, and grabbed omniversity.com and they put it up for sale for $150,000 two weeks ago. Oh, my God. Can you imagine that? <laughs> well, what happens if... Um, is that just that's just a website? You know, whereas I bought, I, I, we bought omniversity.us for four ninety five or something like that. Four dollars ninety five cents. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, you know, that's how crazy things are in cyberspace. Right, right, right. Okay, huh? Has he had any takers? Anybody interested? Uh, I, I don't know, but so far we're. We're the only educational aspect. They have somebody in Europe using Omniversity for their hair salon. I mean, you know, we're in a transitional period. Right, right, right. (laughs) Oh, my gosh. Oh, my gosh. Um, Alfred, I I time travel myself. It's just kind of fun to do it. Do Do you yourself do it, by the way? Well, uh, you know, I, I, I understand. I mean, I, I have time traveled in that I've been on what I call spaceships, but are really time ships. 
And I've been out of our time-space continuum and up in places where time doesn't exist, you know? All right. And to that extent. Right, right. Interesting. Um, I learned it several years ago. I can go into the future. I, I see... Um, Trudeau being ousted out of office very soon. Oh, good. It good. won't be very much longer. And then Biden will yeah. follow soon after he goes. Oh, good. Good. Yeah. Because those are they're kind of poster boys for the chronogarchy and they're owned by the worst elements in in uh, in I mean, the People's Republic of China is just Draco Reptilians. World Economic Forum are Draco Reptilians. They're right, just right. horrible. Right. Right, right. Well, what I thought was telling is that the, um, I, maybe we could talk a little bit about this, the kinds of so-called police that Trudeau brought into Ottawa were horrible. I I got right. the message, some of them were clones, flown in by the UN. Um, you had made some interesting comments about them too that I didn't realize, um, but they had no, they didn't seem to have any souls or humanity. They were just beating people up. That's right. all killing them. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Yeah. And, and so our tribunal uh, issued on February 22nd, okay. uh, 2022, 2 2 2 2 2 2 the leaders of Australia, New Zealand, United States, City of London, United Kingdom, Canada, and then uh, Moderna, these these vaccination companies, Moderna, Arbutus, uh, University of British Columbia, Pfizer, and the World Economic Forum. Right. And then we we issued Richard Mandamus against Interpol on, on Interpol on all the national p- police of these organizations of these countries and then against the constitutional sheriffs to uh, to detain uh, arrest and incarcerate these criminal co-conspirators that had taken a an mRNA bioweapon, a genetic bioweapon, and sold it as a vaccine, uh, you know, which is a a uh, crime against humanity. It is a crime is, against humanity. Yeah, and is, and, is, and, is, and is genocide. So that is in the process of being carried out now. Mm-hmm. So... Well, good for you. Good for you, Alfred. Have you received interference, any interference from the negative negatives in your work at all? Well, you know, they, they, they always try, but you know, they're, they're just, they're, there's a saying, you don't break the law, you break yourselves against the law. Mm-hmm. Hmm. So. Okay. Interesting. Okay. All right. All right. Well, Canada is a beautiful country. Many wonderful people there, including, of course, yourself, Alfred. Um, I would think that that the kind of treatment that Trudeau meted out to people in Ottawa uh, during the last month uh, would have evaporated any any meager support he might have had at that time, or any legitimacy for his government. 
I don't see how anybody could support him in this. In well, this. well, the development that is underway now is that there are there are many First Nations or Indigenous groups here, mm-hmm. and there's even uh, court orders, and uh, that. Uh, what we call the Canada Corporation, not even the government of Canada, but is the Canada Corporation, right. does not have, is not legitimate and does not have legitimate title to any of the land hmm. in North America. Mm-hmm. And so now uh, our tribunal is looking at, i.e., uh, there, there, are, there are specific indigenous tribes that have title, unceded title, to the land in Ottawa on which the parliament buildings are. Mm-hmm. So now the step that is coming is that they will evict parliament, mm-hmm. the, the, uh, cor- the Corporation of Canada's parliament, from those buildings and they will evict the corporation of Canada from the land of North America because that land has never been ceded before. And this more and more is coming out that uh, the corporation of Canada or its self-styled government of Canada is a corrupt non-entity and was brought about by bribes and, and fraud. Mm-hmm. Interesting. And that and that the indigenous title was was never ceded. Interesting. Wow. So we are dealing directly with the tribes on, on that. Right. And with the indigenous nations. When I say we, I mean a tribunal of conscience is kind of a neutral zone and we'll be bringing that forward is the corporation of canada analogous to the to the u.s corporations uh, as well that i i guess went bankrupt back a year year ago or more than a year ago yeah that that's what we're talking about okay oh interesting okay all right all right what do you think of the queen of canada i've heard a lot of things about her she says her issues do you think she'll be the next leader of Canada, or what? Uh, what what place do you think she? You will? know, I I don't want to speak one way or the other on that because I've heard many things on both sides. Okay, interesting. Okay, all right, all right, okay. Well, Alfred, you do wonderful work. Um, uh-huh. you're a speaker at my Galactic Wisdom Conference next month. Um, tell tell us. Um, We've got some time. Tell us about your future works for books and research. Uh, what what things are you working on now? And do you have plans for future books as well? Well, you know, uh, uh, really now what I think I'm going to do is, is begin consciousness raising. And uh, as soon as our university campus is completed over the next uh uh, two to three months at omniversity.us and omniversity.info will have a, a a virtual campus. I'm going to start teaching, 
and and that's my next phase. Will be actually because I, I, I we have all of these books now. Uh, here is uh, my omnivorous books in in Chinese. So we're dealing with two billion re- readers there, you know. Okay. And, and so I think that the next phase that I'm that I'm going to do is having brought these concepts through is now to bring them into the hearts and minds of the humans, 7 billion humans that are here on the planet and get into teaching. Mm-hmm. So that's what I'm going to do. Well, the CCP lets you in my, my show. I can't, my show's banned in China, but just curious to see if you're able to get into that market. You know, let, let's see, maybe there'll be no CCP. Okay. Okay. All right. Okay. Great. Great. You know, I mean, put it this way, my uh, uh, my uh, Mao Zedong, the founder of the Chinese Party, was actually a uh, an intern at Yale in China. You know, an operative of Skull and Bones. That, really? That's what he was. Yeah, kind of oh, the yeah. dark side of Yale. My family was founders of the Yale Divinity School. My father went to Yale. I went to Yale. Oh, well. I was a member of the Yale faculty. I taught economics at Yale. Mm-hmm. So maybe that's what Mal and I have in common is Yale. And so who knows? I mean, <laughs> you know, this is a very yeah, strange reality. Yeah, right. Right. That's amazing. That's amazing, Alfred. Yeah. So, you know... There's many, many, many different ways to uh, to operate. Right, 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 right. Well, Alfred, you're doing wonderful work, and I'm so glad you could join us today. Thank you. Um, could you give us your websites again so people could? Uh... Yeah, yeah. We we have a news portal at newsinsideout.com. Okay. And we have a a. Uh, learning and book portal at omniversity.us. Okay. And uh, uh, we have exopolitics.com is an exopolitics portal. Okay. Okay, great. Great. Great, Alfred. Well, one of these days when the borders open up and I'm looking for the border between the U.S. and Canada opening up by August. Oh, good. Well, you're... You're just a hop, skip, and a jump, so you're always welcome here in Vancouver. Oh. In fact, you used to come up and teach seminars in our class, and you're welcome to come up and teach your seminars here again. Oh, wonderful. I would love to. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yeah. you, Alfred. Would love to come up. Well, I can't wait till the border opens up. I, I got a message they'll be opened up by July or August. Oh, good. Um, and that'll coincide with the new government there. Yeah, um, yeah. As a matter of fact, today's Saturday, and my wife Jerry, whom you know, yeah, teaches a class every Saturday here. Uh-huh. And, uh huh. And I'll be teaching at Omniversity, and she teaches at Omniversity, and maybe you'd like to teach at Omniversity. I'd also. love to. I would absolutely love to. Yeah, yeah. I'd actually yeah, love good. to, Alfred. Great, yeah. great. Good. Well, I, 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 I always tell my friends, you know, I can't wait for the world to get back to normal but it's going to be a different a higher vibrational normal exactly a higher vibration with more peace and love and and harmony for everyone you know because the old world wasn't really working that well 
And there was a lot of conflict, but I want a new normal for humanity, one based upon truth and justice and freedom for everyone. Right. And I think exactly every, that that's just excellent. Right, right. Our paradise planet. Right. Our paradise planet. Um, even though Trudeau has broken up the truckers in Ottawa and other places, I do see them coming back in a month if things, if substantial changes are not made and they won't be by his government. Right. So I do see people coming back and they'll be stronger this time and they'll push it over the top and, and this current government will be gone. It's just going to be gone here very soon. Very good. Very good. Yeah. That's what I'm seeing. And very good. Actually, the truckers in Canada and the beautiful people there um, in Canada have inspired people in the United States to, to take the initiative as well. And Australia, New Zealand. Good. Yeah. 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 I'll be getting a live report this afternoon at 3 p.m. Pacific time from Australia, live from Canberra. from, from wow. the So if you can listen in, if you like, Amanda New Earth will be, uh, will be giving a, a, a report on that. So. Wonderful. Yeah. Yeah. Great, Alfred. Great. Well, my friend, thank you so much for coming on today. It's always a oh, pleasure totally. to talk to you. And, and you, you do such wonderful work, Alfred. I'm, I'm honored and grateful that you could come on today. Thank you very much. Okay, Alfred. You take care, my friend. Good All enough. Right. Thank, thank you. All right. All right. Okay. Bye-bye. 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 Okay, my friends, that was Alfred Weber, uh, Labramont Weber, coming to us live from uh, beautiful British Columbia today in Vancouver. He's an amazing man. If you look up his websites, he's had, um, he was back in 1976, uh, President-elect Jimmy Carter at the time appointed him as his, um, as his disclosure for, for, um, for, for uh, UFOs and extraterrestrials. Um, right after that happened, he, he had a contract put out on him by Donald Rumsfeld and George Bush Sr. He fled to, uh, Mexico, where he lived for a time, Mexico City, and then flew from there, uh, went from there to Vancouver, where he's lived in Canada ever since. But he's a wonderful man, a very intelligent person, and uh, now is doing, continues to do wonderful work. In preparation for the ascension, and we will be ascending here, I'm going to devote the rest of this time to, um, um, to talking about the ascension, as well as my upcoming trips to Mount Shasta, Sedona, and Peru toward the end, toward the end of the year. Mount Shasta is, um, is almost at five dimension right now. And when you go there, um, it's, it, you feel like, um, you, you feel very light here. Let me, I'm going to change the speaker view here and into, um, gallery to see if we got it. Okay, great. You feel very light because the, 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 um, the mountain itself is, is approaching fifth dimension right now. And when any, every time I go there, I always feel very, very, very light. I've been going there uh, every year since uh, 2015. And um, a couple of years ago, um, uh, they healed my eyesight and also gave me a new heart as well. And I've seen all kinds of miracle healings happen there. What they do when they heal you like that, they actually, they help you tie into the inner God within you. And then um, they will give you a spiritual or a physical healing. And I've seen, oh boy, three or four people, five people healed of um, given new eyesight uh, at Mount Shasta. I myself was given a new heart here um, a couple of years ago. I've seen two people, two or three people high, uh, healed completely of Lyme's disease. Um, I've seen others. Um, a, a lady came on my trip a couple of years ago. She'd uh, she had uh, broken her ankle in a hiking accident 
and they heal it right up within about 20, 25 minutes. What we do, we go to a sacred spot on Mount Shasta where there's, there's lots of portals on Mount Shasta. It goes into the hollow earth. We go to a sacred portal and we, I, we take members of my group. We all do prayers and meditation and um, it works. Um, we've had it happen so many times. The only thing, it, it's not guaranteed though, because a lot depends on the person we're, we're working on. If, if you're negative or don't believe in it, it won't work. The, the, the prayers and uh, the asking for help won't work, but you have to be open to it and in a positive mood. And I guess that's, a, that's something else I teach people in my spiritual mentoring program is that you have to be open to it and you have to be in a good mood to be open to, to uh, spiritual guidance and spiritual healing. Um, I grew up in a, in a psychic family where it was normal to talk to the other side. My dear foster mother, Terry, taught me how to talk to the other side. And of course, my dad helped me many, many years. She channeled him in and he's been with me, with me now ever since. So for me, it's, it's very normal to uh, talk to the other side. It's as normal for me to talk to angels and benevolent extraterrestrials as it is for me to talk to you in this third dimensional technology here today on Zoom. Um, but uh, once you get used to it, it comes very easy. And as we shift into the fourth dimension this fall, and then into the fifth dimension in late 2024, it'll become easier and easier for all of us to communicate telepathically with, with our friends and family and people who passed on as well. You'll realize um, as you talk to the other side that there's no such thing as death. And you're, if you, let's say, for example, you've got parents or relatives or family or friends, even your pets who have passed on, you can always talk to them. They're always there. And most people, everybody has what's called like a soul, angels around them if they want. And as part of that, you can always ask your angels, what's the present, what's the, what's the best course of action for almost anything. When making a decision, um, I always defer to the angels. I and also too, uh, to connect with the angels, you always want to communicate with your with your heart mind. People actually have two different minds. They have a logical third dimensional mind, um, and then they also have a heart mind. In the old way of doing things in the third dimension here on planet Earth, people have em- emphasized log- logic and the third dimensional mind. Um, the other mind, though, is your intuition, your heart mind, which is something like two thousand times stronger than your your uh, logical mind. And if you focus in on your heart mind, you'll never go wrong. Um, it takes practice and it takes time to do it, but I have a spiritual mentoring program where I teach people how to do it and as well as talking to sp- guides and angels. If you're interested, just send me an email to outofthisworld1150 um, at gmail.com or outofthisworldradio at protonmail.com as well. I have a separate site for uh, for my mentoring program. You can go to... Uh, out of this world readings, which is plural.com and find out more information there. There's also, um, I need to update it, but I also have information about my trips, uh, upcoming trips to Mount Shasta and Sedona. I'll be going back to Shasta at the end of uh, June for one week and also for several trips um, uh, toward the middle and end of August into early September this year. And then I'll be also going to Sedona, which is a beautiful place um, in Northern Arizona, close to the Hopi Reservation. Um, I'll be going um, May 2nd through the 9th and also in mid-September for a week. I love Sedona. It's such a beautiful place. There are many spiritual, there are many um, uh, ley lines and spiritual vortexes around the Sedona area. And there's also entrances too to the hollow earth and to Telos. Beneath Mount Shasta, for example, the place where I, I'd love to go several places there right into Telos. You can, you can travel 
to Telos three different ways. Um, you can um, you can travel there physically. Um, if you're if you've got high enough vibration, you can go in there physically. The second way you can go in is through the astral plane, um, and you can do that anywhere on the Earth. But it's easiest if you're at actually at Mount Shasta. There's a whole bunch of different portals there. The negatives and the reptilians have tried to destroy Mount Shasta over the years by spraying tons and tons of aluminum, aluminum, barium, strontium, and sulfur nanoparticles um, uh, around the area, but it's still functioning as a wonderful spiritual site. And at times, when when the reptilians and the negative forces haven't been attacking Mount Shasta, the Telosians and the Pleiadians do shut off the portals. They have to, to protect themselves. But um, it's still a beautiful place. One thing that people discovered last year is that the reptilians have sprayed so much aluminum and nanoparticles on Mount Shasta that many of the forests around the mountain now are, um, they're so full of aluminum nanobots uh, or aluminum particles that they're, they're very susceptible to forest fires. That's one of the reasons why people think there were, they had California, among other reasons, had all these forest fires last year was from the aluminum particles, which have been sprayed by the reptilians in the forest yeah, for several reasons, they they want to dumb us down. Aluminum, of course, uh, causes Alzheimer's disease, and if you're breathing in it, breathing in aluminum and eating foods with aluminum particles in it, uh, it eventually can give you Alzheimer's disease or greatly diminish your intelligence, your IQ. So that's that's one one problem there. But it's still a beautiful place. It's very high vibration. <laughs> and recently, a couple of months ago or last year, I found out that there is actually a spiritual link between. Um, uh, Mount Shasta and um, Fuji, Mount Fuji in, in Japan. And the Telosians go back and forth between the two places. Now, there's a bit of interesting history about Mount Shasta, most people don't realize, but about 12,500 years ago, the Atlanteans um, destroyed much of the planet in a, in, a, in a quest to try to control the earth. And when they did that, um, they also destroyed Lemuria. Now, Lemuria was located out in the Pacific with Maui was was their capital um, of Lemuria. And part of the um, part of the landmass of Lemuria, actually, from what I've been told, drifted off to form part of the West, the U.S. West Coast. It starts about about Shasta goes up to um, the very southern tip of Vancouver Island in Vancouver, British Columbia. So that strip of land between the ocean, today's Pacific Ocean and the mountains, the Cascade Mountains of Washington going up into um, uh, British Columbia. Actually, that landmass was part of Lemuria at one time, and it's got very high energy. People don't realize it, but many people, many psychics and spiritually oriented people actually gravitate to that area. And that's why there's so many um, psychics in particular and mediums located in this part of North America. Um, The energy itself, um, if you drive down to Mount Shasta, you go about... I don't know, a little ways past it, maybe 40 miles, 30 miles south, the energy, the spiritual energy starts to drop off. You can feel it. But that's from the fact that 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 whole area is once part of Lemuria, and you can feel it when you're there. But it's a beautiful area. It's a very special area. And if you'd like to come, the trips are filling filling up fast. But um, feel free to send me an email. I'm happy to send you all the information to um uh, out of this world 1150 at gmail.com or you can go you can also send me an email to out of this world radio 
at protonmail.com. Also, um, you're welcome on the Sedona trips. It's just $200 per person, includes free camping. Um, I'm also planning on going to Peru, back to Peru in June. We should be in fourth dimension by the end of August. So that means February, March, April, May, June, July, August. We've got about six months left, my friends, of third dimension. So um, for those of you who like third dimension, enjoy it now while it still lasts, because we're going to soon move out of it. And after we move into fourth dimension, then we'll be in in fourth dimension for about two years uh, or so until the end of uh, fall of 2024, when we will be going into fifth dimension. This is the first time in this universe that this has happened, where we, where as as a planet as a whole, um, um, ascends from third dimension um, right into fifth dimension with only a very brief stop in fourth dimension. This is the reason why we're, we're the it's going so fast is because um, we were supposed to ascend in the 60s with President Kennedy, but of course he was killed by the cabal. Um, but it it um, uh, because our development our ascension has been delayed all these years. It's still, it's, it's, that's why we're, we're rushing into this now. Mother Earth back in um, September 2016 started um, um, increasing her frequency as well because she, she decided she didn't want to wait for us any longer. Um, she was tired of humanity and the people, the people who aren't still aren't awake and still refuse to open up to this new, beautiful new world, which is waiting for us, by the way, they're the ones. Uh, responsible for delaying our ascension to this beautiful, bright uh, new earth. Um, but as President Kennedy told me more than a year ago, um, leave no neighbor behind. Um, try to work as hard as you can to raise the consciousness as, as, of as many people as possible around us and help us all wake up. I guess that's one of the lessons, uh, one of the things I've really liked about the truckers in Canada is that they've really helped wake up the world and inspire the rest of us. Matters to to inspire others to help raise consciousness and make this world a better place. Like I said before at the beginning of the show, it's not it's not our um, we are not destined, and we're not supposed to be living in fear, wearing face diapers uh, with with a shot program where many of us will die. We're supposed to be happy, healthy, and and live in peace and joy and and in harmony with each other. And that's that's our future. It's not a we're not supposed to be in perpetual war and fighting and, and hating each other. We're supposed to live in, in peace and harmony. And I think on the bottom line for most people on this planet, that's what most people want too. And that's why there's been such a tremendous outpouring of support for the truckers in Canada, truckers here in the United States, the truckers in um, Australia and the truckers in New Zealand and other countries as well. I know in Europe too, they're having the same phenomenon in Belgium and in Italy as well. It's horrible draconian um, um, policies now in, in Italy, but all this is coming to an end and their power is waning. It's going down and down and down. By early May, things will be much better than they are now. Um, but as um, uh, Adama told me um, through J- my friend uh, James Armstrong in Canada here a month ago, there'll be some bumps in the war- road, but uh, just to expect it. Um, and the interesting point that I think my friend Alfred Weber made from Canada just now was that we're all being tested. Our free will is being tested so that we'll have stronger free will. Sure, we're going to make mistakes, but he had an interesting perspective on it about how people, uh, people's free will is all being, uh, all being tested now, especially with the shot program. Um, but um, I know we're going to get through it, my friends. Um, 
And uh, uh, I wanted to tell you too that there was a huge backlog of 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 uh, souls who wanted to reincarnate at this time to be part of the ascension cycle here on planet Earth, but there weren't enough bodies. There weren't enough people around to go around to reincarnate right now. But so if you are if you are alive and you're listening to this show. Be, be grateful that you're all part of this process because this, this hasn't happened before in any other part of the universe where we flip from third dimension to fourth dimension, then right into fifth dimension in such a, a two year time in terms of the time of the universe is very, very quick. And it's going to happen before you, before you know it. Um, and um, thanks Don so much. I'd like to go ahead and play if we can um, a 19 minute segment um, and um, it's from uh, Pia and Cullen Bard. There are they're channelers of a of a Palladian co- co- uh, um, uh, communications group called Larkma L A A R K M A A. They're beautiful people. They'll be giving a presentation at my conference next month as well. But I wanted to give you like a just a little bit a, a little taste of what kind of work they do. It's 19 minutes long, and uh, we have time. Thanks, Don. If we could play that now, Don, and then I'll come back and wrap up the program. Hello, friends. This is Ted from Out of This World Radio, and I have two fantastic guests on today. They're going to give us a little sampler of what they'll be talking about at my Galactic Wisdom Conference, and I do want to help promote their work. They do beautiful work with a group of Pleiadians called Larkma, L-A-A-R-K-M-A-A, and um, they have some beautiful messages to share with you. So I wanted to do this short interview today. Uh, Colin P.L., it's so nice to see you both. Thanks so much for, for coming on my show today. I really appreciate it. Always happy to be with you, Ted. <laughs> we, love, you. we love these conversations that we have with you. Oh, thank you, my friend. Well, we're all on the same page working to make this planet a better place. And you're in touch like I am with benevolent ETs, humans, by the way, just they're just in a higher dimension. And um, I think one of the things that I, a message I got many years ago is that the Pleiadians had been through a civil war about 52,000 years ago, give or take. And they didn't want us to have to go through the same kind of horrendous um, battle or conflict in order to, um, in order to uh, uh, ascend. So um, anyway, have you, do you know much about that, by the way, their history regarding what happened and, We do know that Larkma tells us that they are absolutely in alignment with what you said. They do not want us to repeat what they had to go through. They tell us that they went through a very painful evolutionary process that we can avoid by just following their guidance and suggestions. Right. Exactly. Yeah, that's absolutely right. And there's no reason for us to have all the conflict. You know, we were supposed to ascend in the 1960s had President Kennedy uh, lived. But unfortunately, of course, he was he was murdered by the cabal um, and we went off on a different track for we got off track about 60 odd years or so. But it's time. But I think it's the destiny of this planet to ascend. And that's why we are ascending now. And we're ascending rapidly as well, because it's, it's bottled up positive energy that's been there for so many, so many years. And uh, this this civilization itself is the I've been told it's the seventh civilization to try for the ascension each time it's been fought and stopped. Um, even now the, the negatives, um, I mean, they're, they're insane. They're, <laughs> they're doing everything they can to stop it. It's not going to work, but they're still trying to stop it. I know. So. Yeah. Well, they're deluded. Um, they, they really, they really do believe that they can continue to control us and the earth and 
as we've talked together before, the battle has already been won. We're, we're already in the position to cause our ascension to happen, and it will happen. And as you said a moment ago, it is happening. It's, it's, not, an instant, it's not an instant occurrence. It's, right. it's an evolutionary process, and we are definitely involved in it and probably nearer the completion than we've ever been before. That doesn't mean, however, that we don't need to take responsibility in every single moment to make positive conscious choices. Right. That's our job right now in the ascension process is to pay attention to that, take responsibility, be grateful for the accept and accept the opportunities that are being given to us, and then be able to move forward. Look at the tremendous spiritual spiritual revolution that's happening now, both in Canada and Australia. Mm-hmm. And to a lesser extent, the United States, although I think the United States, uh, like in World War II, is a sleeping giant. Once the people get energized, they're going to change everything in a, in a real hurry, uh, especially when they realize that Biden is fake. The government's been lying and the government and corporations like Pfizer have been lying to us for, for years now. And so they're going to take the, the matter into their own hands like the Canadians. The Canadians have been pushed to the limit. They're not going to stand anymore. You know, it doesn't matter how many clones Trudeau brings in from the New World Order, from the United Nations. It doesn't matter how many people, unfortunately, get killed by, the, by Trudeau's uh, Nazi stormtroopers. It's still, it's going to, it's, 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 we're, we're, the good lights, the good side is going to be successful. Um, you know, that's, that's what I'm seeing anyway. Absolutely. Absolutely. The, the, the Canadians have, have been known internationally as the peacekeepers because Canada has never, has never caused a war directly. They, they have gone in with other countries. When, when America was at war, when Britain was at war, they included themselves as a small percentage of soldiers but they have never declared war on anybody because they do think of themselves as the international peacekeepers. This, this situation that that they are involved with by standing up Mm. is probably the biggest thing, the biggest statement they have ever made. The biggest statement to say, no, we're not going to do this. The world is watching. I mean, this, this attitude, this perspective the Canadians have created is earth-shaking. It's tremendous. Right, right. It is amazing. And it's giving, it's giving hope and inspiration to people around the world to stand up to tyranny. That's what I love about it, you know. Um, and um, in America here, I think a lot of people have been waiting uh, for President Trump to come back. And they're realizing that he's not coming back, at least in the short term at any rate. So we have to do it on our own. The We're only ones to help is ourselves, basically. Exactly. Yeah. We're supposed you know? to do it on our own. It's our job. That's it's our job. Doing. Yeah. Right. Right. And that perhaps that's the spiritual lesson of, of all of this. You know, I mean, oh, I... Um, all of Biden's orders are invalid. He was never elected president validly. So ignore it. You can ignore everything he says. It doesn't matter. I don't care what is on CNN. Or mainstream media, it's garbage. It's all lies. <laughs> so you can ignore it. <laughs> um, what? What? Uh, I know we're going to get through this. Um, and um, tell us a little bit about. I mean, we talked about this before, but but the rest of the year this year, what kinds of things you'll be seeing? 
We're in the worst of it right now in February, the hardest, most challenging push for us to step away from our dysfunctional beliefs and Mm -hmm. reach for our empowerment and take back our recognition of how much power we hold. That's where we are right now. It should be lightening up again in March, uh, about the middle of March, and it'll keep getting lighter until May, and then the dark's going to try to push back again. So we'll have another little bump in May. And then it's going to get lighter again until August. There'll be another little push in August. Mm-hmm. And then in October, there's going to be a huge increase in light. That's what I've been told. Yeah, that's what I've been told. I'm yeah. actually, yeah, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, even astrologically, there there are indicators from almost all astrological systems. It doesn't matter whether it's Western, Chinese, Indian Vedic, Pleiadian, the energies that are going to be available in October are not only human oriented, but they are also cosmic energies that astrology has been pointing at and pointing at and pointing at. So there's going to be an amalgamation of different energies that are going to have a very, very positive and very powerful effect coming this fall i'm teaching a workshop the last week in march that helps people understand how to work with the energies that are present lovely themselves and move forward so i'm hoping that a lot of people will be interested in this topic because it's so timely right now oh absolutely be able to recognize it okay did they go to their your website www.larkma l-a-a-r-k-m-a-a dot com is that they can also find it on my website, which is Pia, P-I-A, Orlean, O-R-L-E-A-N-E dot com. Okay. Thank you for sharing that. Thank you yeah. for sharing that. Yeah. So what, what we see, Ted, is, mm-hmm. is an amazing sea change, an amazing possibility of creating a different world starting as early as this fall. We, we think the end of 2022 It's going to be a springboard for creating a much different world. And I think 2023, we're going to see amazing opportunities for change. I I think the the positivity that's going to be available is going to surprise all of us. Mm, Nice. I can't wait. (laughs) (laughs) We've been waiting for a long time for this. 52,000 years. You're old souls like I am. I'm patient. They had a lot of patience to wait that long. <laughs> and I, for not one, and I'm, I'm not going to let the negatives take it away this time. They've taken away before, but not now. Yeah, their time has passed. Yep, we agree. Yeah, their time is, their time has passed. Yeah, their time has passed. I want you to tell people a little bit about, in the few minutes we've got left, about your calls you have every other sunday i think that's useful to tell people because it's nice to dial in and listen to that it's not it's every other sunday and then you can sign up on your website is that right and you you just go to larkma.com l-a-a-r-k-m-a-a.com and there's a place to sign up for the newsletter and we send out the instructions for joining the call through the newsletter every every time we have it which is twice a month we've been we've been doing these international live calls for many, many, many years. Mm-hmm. And people really enjoy this, the way we do this with LARCMA because they speak 
for 15 or 20 minutes, they, they give the audience what they think is, is important wisdom or information that's timely at the moment they're speaking it. And then they open up the, the two thirds of the rest of the call for individual questions and answers. And it gives people a, a really wonderful chance to actually talk to a live Pleiadian group. I mean, it's, it's a remarkable situation because many people don't have access to do this on their own. So they can actually, in a public situation, speak with this group. The live calls questions, though, are geared towards a general nature, something that benefits everything, mm -hmm. everyone. We also have the ability for people to make appointments for personal sessions when they want to ask about personal things in their lives. So we offer both platforms. Nice. That's beautiful. That's beautiful. Um, I, I'd love, we've got about five minutes left, and I'd love some, some final words from you both to, to humanity and, um, as far as what, what you know, to just basically to hang on. Good times are ahead of us. And um, trust your heart. Trust your heart. Okay. Trust your heart. Okay. Don't believe everything that, you know, you're told. Right. Believe what, what feels right in your heart and know that that's leading you to align with the truth. There, there's so much misinformation, even in the alternative news world. Um, we, we often talk about this and talk to people about if you hear something that makes you uncomfortable, if, if it makes you nervous or it makes you feel as though maybe it's not really true, that's your heart telling you you don't resonate with it. Okay, but, sure. if, but if you hear something that uplifts you, it makes you feel positive. It makes you mm -hmm. feel like this could really be true or this, this really changes my life. Then resonate with that because th there's so much misinformation that, that people get confused about what's true and what's not true. Listening to the heart is the sure way to know that it's real. Mm -hmm. We also would tell good people, advice. Thank you. Don't look for easy answers because truth is the highest source of the finding the true answers. And we're not going to get where we want to be by looking for an easy way out. True. Don't believe things about the metaverse and this whole idea that we can do it the easy way. We're here on purpose to do a job. And that means that we have to take responsibility to accomplish the job, which is really a kind of a joyful thing. Humanity's never had this opportunity before. I agree. And it's been stopped before. They're not going to stop now. And um, people have to remember that the, the light is always for, uh, more powerful than the dark, even though at the time it may not seem that way, but it is, you know, mm -hmm. it is. Absolutely. It is. Absolutely. And I'd like for all of us to send lots of love and light to our brothers and sisters in Canada and Australia and New Zealand, all over the world, in Europe, no matter where you are, uh, for, for peace, love, and freedom and harmony among all peoples on this planet, because that's what we're headed for, irregardless of what the cabal tries to instill. We do. And, and that message is all about unity. And that's, that's what we're trying to create, a unified world. Right. Not not a separated split world, but a world that's all about the highest good for all. For all of us. 
there was a, a beautiful um, video I saw last week where the um, the truckers uh, at the border crossing in Kuntz, uh, C-O-U-T-T-S, Alberta, which is right next to the uh, Montana state line, U.S. border, um, had walked over and shook hands and hugged the policemen, the RCMP that were there. <laughs> I thought that's beautiful. You know, that's the kind of cooperation we need because we're all on the same page. That's they tried to do that. They tried to do that with the U with the clones from the UN from Trudeau, and all they did was kill them and hit them in the head, you know. But they don't have any souls, you know. Um, but it's a shame, really. But I think people are are waking up and seeing the truth about what's going on there, and they're asking questions, you know. Uh, Trudeau's government is losing its legitimacy day by day, and I don't see him being around more than two weeks. I don't know what you say. Not much. Not much more to go. So. I, I don't think I don't think the Canadian people will allow him to continue doing what he's doing. I, I think his time is up. Right. I agree. There was a post I saw yesterday on Telegram that um, most of the members of the so-called Liberal Party in Canada are are heavily involved with the um, Klaus Schwab's uh, World Economic Forum. So mm-hmm. they're all part and parcel of this new new world order. That's why it's been so bad in Canada. But even though you know, I don't care how much I don't care how much uh, involvement they have with with the negatives. They're not going to be able to stay in power. Um, people will rise up and take them out. That's what I'm seeing. It doesn't matter where they are, or where they are. Even the Australian government, I think I see them t- being getting taken out as well in the very short term. We agree. Uh, we agree. When they start killing their own people, that was the end of uh, many regimes. When the people rise up and there's riots everywhere, they can only shoot so many people, kill so many people, put it, so many people in jail. Um, where they stand up and rise up against it. So, yes. Just remember, there's only one percent who's trying to control the show. Right. Exactly. That's true. That. Right. Many right. more of us. Power is in our in our unity. In uh, June of 1942, in in Denmark, the Nazis tried to uh, force all elementary school teachers to teach Nazi doctrine to uh, little children in Denmark. Every single school teacher stood up to the Nazis and refused. Not one went to a concentration camp because there were too many of them. If everybody refuses these man- illegal mandates and the, and the you know, um, they, we, we will win. Yes. There's not enough to stand up to it. So right. all we have to yep. do is say no. Yep. yep. Yeah. Right. It's a beautiful word. And we saw that. We saw that in the videos of the original protests in London several months ago. The people linked arms and they simply walked forward and there were so many more of them than there were police that the police could not contain the unified wave of all of these people marching together. And that's the symbol that we need to take forward for all of us. That's right. That's right. And eventually now, even the prime minister of England of, of, of the UK, Boris Johnson, finally just withdrew all the, he could see he's not completely stupid, um, you know, and so he decided to pull back and, and get rid of all the restrictions now in Britain. Albert Einstein had a funny thing I he, I heard the other day. He told me, he said that, um, you know, the difference between intelligence and stupidity is? What? Intelligence is limited. <laughs> <laughs> he was talking about Justin Trudeau. It's 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 just amazing. <laughs> Prime example of that. <laughs> so yeah. remember that. Anyway. <laughs> well, much love to both of you. And could you go out your website again, please, so people could 
could follow you and join your discussions, uh, they'd be great. Anything to do with LARCMA and our Pleiadian work, go to LARCMA, L-A-A-R-K-M-A-A.com. Wonderful. And if you're interested in the energy workshop that I'll be teaching at the end of March, that work can be found on PIA, P-I-A, Orlean, O-R-L-E-A-N-E.com. Okay, great, great. Okay, my friends, well, so good to see you both. Thanks so much for joining me today. And I and um, um, I can't wait to um, have you uh, speak at my conference uh, in, in March. That'll be a lot of fun. So, yeah. Well, you. we always enjoy this conversation with you. Thank you for always inviting us. All right, my friend, you're doing beautiful work and keep up the good work. <laughs> much love to both of you. Yep. Bye for now. Bye-bye for Bye-bye. now. Bye-bye. Bye. That was P and Bard Cullen coming to us live, or a pre-recorded interview a few days ago. Um, they'll be part of my um, Galactic Wisdom Conference next month on March 12th and 13th, and I really hope you can all you can all uh, participate in that. It's just $55 for the whole conference, and you can listen to all the speakers up to six up to six months um, after the conference. Um, I wanted to tell everyone if you if you'd like one of these uh, love tuning forks, it's a 528 tuning fork. When you hit it. And love everywhere, which is kind of cool. It's a great way to start the morning. Um, is um, when you have one of these in the get a first thing when you wake up in the morning. Uh, they're just fifty-five dollars, and you can go to my website, out of this world readings dot uh, com. That's readings plural dot com. Also, my book, um, Messages from the Masters, with messages from. Albert Einstein, Nostradamus, uh, President Kennedy, J. Robert Oppenheimer, uh, Dwight D. Eisenhower, and Nikolai Tesla, many others, including the Galactic Alliance and the Plutians, just uh, for sale for $21 and includes a brief free reading from yours truly. It also includes a uh, the 1963 newspaper article from Christchurch, New Zealand, where which was printed when President Kennedy was still alive, and that's a that's an interesting story. All right, um, before the cabal and uh, headed by uh, Lyndon Baines Johnson, the vice president at the time, had had uh, ordered all U.S. embassies around the world to 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 release a uh, pre a pre prepared um, a prepared statement on. Um, on the Kennedy assassination, saying that Oswald had shot him, and he sent that around the world. Um, had the State Department sent around that around the world um, to be released on November twenty second, the day they were planning to kill, which they killed President Kennedy. So they released it all right on November twenty second in New Zealand, as as ordered by President Vice President Johnson back in in the U.S. But the problem is that on November twenty second, nineteen sixty three, in New Zealand. The time is actually November 23rd, um, 1963, here in the United States. And um, President Kennedy was still very much alive. When the embassy in Auckland, New Zealand, uh, released the story to the, uh, to the press, um, um, President Kennedy was actually, when they received it, President Kennedy was still very much alive in Washington, D.C. on November 21st. So it's, it's a long story, everything that happened, but they slipped up there because they didn't, they they failed to recognize the time change between New Zealand and the United States. In that newspaper article, which comes with a copy of my book, is um, are details about the Kennedy assassination. The newspaper article says that there were three shooters, three shots fired, not just one, but three, which is interesting. They mention a different place than Daly Plaza for when the uh, assassination occurred. And they also, thirdly, list the time of death for uh, President Kennedy as midnight 
on November 23rd. Isn't that interesting? Because he died, I think, at uh, 1.30 in the afternoon on November uh, November 23rd. So they, they screwed up all these different, or November 22nd, 19, he died on November 22nd, but they listed the date as midnight uh, November 22nd. So they made, they made all these mistakes. And I guess in, in the inside of the paper as well, there's more as well. But um, it's difficult to get a copy of the paper from the library in Christchurch, New Zealand. But I do have a copy and it does, does come, come with the book. Uh, Don, if you're listening, my friend, there is that. I did send. Um, okay, whoops, like, looks like you've got, um, we've been preempted. <laughs> okay, thanks, Don. All right. I, I don't know if we have time to play that four-minute segment um, with the link, but if we don't, that's that's okay. We can play it um, this afternoon. I'll be coming back at three o'clock in just a couple of hours with a live report from Canberra, Australia, for, with my good friend Amanda Newerth, who will be talking about the um, um, the the protests there. It's just amazing what's happening in in Australia right now, New Zealand. Um, yes, let's let's go ahead and play it. I'll dedicate that to the beautiful people in Canada around the world. Standing up for their, for their rights. Um, if you play that, that'd be great. Appreciate it. Each day I live, I want to be a day to give the best of me. I'm only one, but not alone. My finest day is yet unknown. I broke my heart for every game to taste the sweet. I face the pain. I rise and fall. Yet through it all. Much remains
Thank you so much, Don, for playing that. Um, I want to thank everyone so much for listening. Supportive uh, Out of This World Radio. It's a nonprofit program. And if you'd like to contribute, uh, please go to my website, um, BBS, or at www.outofthisworld1150.com. My heart, from my heart to yours, I hope you all have a beautiful and happy weekend. And um, I want to thank the Canadians, Canadian truckers and the people, beautiful people in Canada for standing up to tyranny under Trudeau and taking a stand. They've inspired us all to take our freedom back here on this planet. And I know that they've changed uh, history and humanity for the better as a result of their beautiful work. We'll be going to Australia in less than two hours. So please join me at 3 p.m. for a live report from Canberra on the trucker, on the protest there. Thank you so much again, Don and Doug, for all your beautiful help. And I hope you all have a beautiful and happy day. Thank you so much again. Bye-bye, everyone. Take care. Love you, too. Bye-bye. Bye-bye.